0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and
2: welcome into a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. We are online at PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show today on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV and check us out on YouTube. And uh, we got a lot of great videos there throughout the week. All of the coach and player interviews, you can hear them and see them in their entirety on YouTube throughout the week. We'll have Mike Houston's press conference coming your way on Tuesday and a lot more coming up later this week. I uh, specifically say we're on YouTube because Facebook is down. Down goes Facebook. (laughs) Where are we going to post our recipes and political memes and things like that? I don't know what we're going to do. But right now, you can uh, watch on Facebook, and, uh, or excuse me, on YouTube, and uh, we'll read your comments there if you want to be a part of today's
1: show. And uh, Glenn Griffin, the big dog's here. Instagram's down too, so you know how many influencers and selfies are just having Mm -hmm. a tough day on Victory Monday, Clip Brock? What about all these paid posts that are going unposted? Ah, and unpaid. You got to think about the influencers. Yeah, you know all these people that said I'm going to make it on social media aren't making it
2: today. Now, uh, now so Alan Thomas is just taking boring pictures of himself for himself. <laughs> he broke out his Polaroid. <laughs>
1: He's, He's going, going around <laughs> showing photos to his family. <laughs> He's using asking a Polaroid. if you can get a like. Uh, so you take a Polaroid and you go hand them out person to person. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, here's
2: <laughs> what you missed. <laughs> That's a lot of people to hand them out to. So you're
1: saying that Facebook is down. I want to tell you how down bad they are. They are down so bad,
2: Facebook employees reportedly can't enter buildings to evaluate the internet outage because their door access badges aren't working because the internet is out in the
1: building. Gosh. They, let, they cannot get back from lunch to go in and fix the problem.
2: Is this like a uh, virtual terror attack or is this a Facebook uh, mistake or what's happening? Facebook's very secretive. I mean, what's going on here, do, do
1: Do they only communicate through Facebook so they can't even talk to each other? <laughs> they, they don't. Well, <laughs> they've never my had... My messenger's down. They've never had human interaction <laughs>
2: before.
1: Uh, I mean, I, they they are down to the point, like I, the, I told Elderby earlier, like they don't exist on the internet right now. Like, they their their dns's their ips like all that stuff's been wiped you know what when when times get tough and when facebook goes down you really find out who your real friends are <laughs> <laughs> who your real apps are that's that's right. you find you, out. You see who your real friends are not <laughs> the thousands of people that you that like your post right now but maybe the people that are going to sit in the front two rows of your funeral and cry their eyeballs out <laughs> <laughs> that's who really care about you right now
2: great message Ellery. uh to kick us off here on a monday uh Tell you what's not down, the pirates elebi, they are trending up. Man, how fun is it to sit here on victory Mondays? Awesome. I mean, it is it, a great feeling,
1: and I was just thinking about you as you were. I, I looked at your uh, football team hat and the Braves in the playoffs. I mean, you, you're having a pretty good what uh, a life. I mean, you're I mean, you're living the dream right now. I mean, I know a lot of people can't like your post on Facebook right now, but uh, you got to be loving your football and baseball and sporting life
2: right now. Friday, Braves playoff. Saturday, ECU goes for four in a row. Sunday, Washington looks to get over 500. Now I know. It's all going to come crashing down. But that doesn't matter. It's not about what happens Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's about Monday through Thursday being in a good mood, having high spirits, and something to look forward to, something to be positive about, LRB. I don't even care what happens next weekend. I just know the next four days are going to be great because there is optimism and there's positivity. You have something to reflect back on. And Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, I just got off the phone with uh,
1: a customer of ours on uh, Pirate Radio. And he was just like, I talked to so many people that had so much fun at the game. I mean, the weather has been a gift for... From God of, of what we've had for East Carolina football weather this year, but the atmosphere tailgating, the atmosphere in the stadium, the Parmalee concert, the way the Pirates played—I mean, it, it was all in all. I mean, if you didn't have fun at Doughty Ficklin Stadium, you just didn't know how to have fun. I mean, it was it was a great day. The the fifth quarter finishing off the day had a lot of fun calls, a lot of great <clears throat> Pirate vibes. So uh, it, it's it's a good time in Greenville, North Carolina. Three in a row victory Monday again, and uh, some—I think there's a lot more hope and optimism going into this UCF game after seeing that uh, Navy went in there and uh, took down UCF this past week.
2: It's a weird year, <clears throat> a wacky year in college football nationally The over the entire landscape with a lot of top 10 teams losing and all that. And that has trickled down to the American Temple, uh, knocking off Memphis 34-31. Uh, and Ellerby, as you said, the Navy midshipmen getting their first win of the year as big underdogs, double digit underdogs to UCF 34 to 30. And UCF is right now the you know, first year at Gus Malzahn, but they are, you know, going through life without Dylan Gabriel at the moment. And uh Mikey Keene the other day, sixteen to twenty-six, just one hundred and seventy-eight passing yards, two touchdowns and interception. Those are not UCF offensive numbers that we're used to seeing. Uh so UCF is trying to figure things out right now. Whereas, it looks like ECU has figured some things out. Pirates are going to go in there a double-digit underdog this Saturday night at 6 o'clock. But, uh, the Pirates are are trending up. It appears UCF coming back down to earth a little bit.
1: Yeah, Pirates playing with confidence. Uh, Maybe UCF has a lot of doubt creeping into their uh, football game. And, uh, maybe that will keep the bounce house from being so bouncy. On Saturday, because their fans maybe they're they're going to turn into a little fair weather, and there is a chance of some thunderstorms down in Orlando early right now as we look uh, on Saturday. So uh, maybe all in all, if the Pirates can uh, have another great week of practice, continue to throw out those uh, wrinkles that uh, we saw this past Saturday, uh, hey, there's a great chance that 4-2 uh, and two is where uh, the Pirates may be this time next week.
2: Yeah, I remember uh, opening night for East Carolina and uh, Charlotte against Appalachian State, flipping over to and watching some of Boise and UCF, and that was a madhouse. That was an electric atmosphere, UCF able to win it since then they have lost two games Gabriel out things aren't going as great so I agree with you it is not all it could be if say UCF was ranked 20th in the country right now still had a chance to knock off Cincinnati maybe go to I don't know about a playoff but a a big time you know New Year's Bowl game Uh, a lot of that's out the window right now for UCF so they got the wins knocked out of their sails they're gonna have to create some of their own energy I think on Saturday and uh Again, I don't know if house money is the term for East Carolina, but you really set yourself up for a successful season, a potential bowl season with that win over Tulane. And now you go on the road back-to-back games against teams that you're going to be underdogs against, the UCF and Houston, who looked really good the other night against Tulsa. But if you steal one of those, LRB, you, I mean, you are in the absolute driver's seat and and you're starting to thinking about more than just six wins. Well, uh-huh. the,
1: the only one you can steal is the one this week and because you get a bye week the next week which gives you extra time to prepare for Houston which uh has a really good defense. So uh, right now the focus if they can if they can take care of business in Orlando, then yeah, I 100% agree with you. Or, I mean, just a few weeks ago, we were like, how do you get to six? Yeah. How do you get to six? Well, if you get to four after Orlando, then uh, th- there's a lot of different conversations you can start having about this East Carolina football team and uh, hopefully the confidence and uh, some of the things they were able to do this past Saturday. Uh, the Pirates can uh, take care of business and uh, we'll see. It's it's going to be fun. Six o'clock kickoff in Orlando, ESPN+. Plus. We're going to have awesome coverage all week and then, of course, on game. Day so uh, I'm excited. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun the last three weeks. I know a, a, a lot of the Charleston Southern game is behind us now. That clo- absolutely th- that close win, uh, th- the way the Pirates were able to uh, play on Saturday. So uh, hey, look, keep it going four in a row. That would be awesome.
2: A lot of heroes in the game on Saturday. Great performance by Holt Nailers, uh leading the charts for East Carolina offensively you go to Keaton Mitchell the eye popping numbers he has 222 rushing yards two touchdowns and and Rajay Harris found the end zone and after you and Tyler Sneed scored a touchdown Ryan Jones the breakout performance six catches 58 yards and a score and and all that LrB is done because your offensive line had its best day of 2021 and and we're going to talk to the players coming up later on in the show with Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, Xavier Smith Bruce Bivens, Holden Ayler, CJ we've already recorded some of those interviews and all of them giving kudos to the offensive line for their performance against the defense that has given up points and yards this year but in recent years has really controlled the line of, sk- of scrimmage against East Carolina the Pirates won in the trenches on Saturday. Yeah absolutely hats off to those guys <laughs> and uh, they also won the turnover battle too 4-0 to
1: zero, I believe so uh, that play. Yeah, I think when the guy muffed the punt that uh, that really helped uh, turn the tide a little bit more towards the Pirates. And uh, it, it was it was a, as I said, it was a fun day in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And uh, the, the you Pirate took it. They took advantage of the breaks they got and, and they played well. So that's that, that's the perfect
2: storm all right east carolina now we'll move on to ucf and the pirates looking to get to four and two on the season and uh two and zero in conference play would be awesome as well once again looking around the american uh, a couple of upsets including navy over ucf and then uh memphis falling to temple uh houston hammered tulsa that was on friday night and then smu who looks to be – that they stayed in their tier right below Cincinnati because SMU is now 5-0 with a 41-17 victory over South Florida. Uh, the game that Mike Oresco and, and AAC uh, folks really wanted was the Cincinnati game at Notre Dame, and the Bearcats come through – to especially on the defensive side, Desmond Ritter put up pretty good numbers, 297, two touchdowns, but a smothering defense by Cincinnati, and now Ellerbe, they have a clear path to an undefeated season, but does that mean a clear path to the playoffs? Well, you've already heard the pundits to start to saying that,
1: well, they still have to – I've heard East Carolina's name it. They still have to play teams like East Carolina and Tulsa that may hurt their strength of schedule. You know, I mean, uh, enough of them. They're number five right now. If they if they run the, – they, they play who they have to play on their schedule. Iowa, they went into South Bend and won.
2: Iowa and Penn State play this week, I believe. They are number three and four in the country. So one of them is going to drop. So Cincinnati – you know, do they bump them up to number four or do they take Oklahoma and Oklahoma leap? If they beat Texas, do they leapfrog Cincinnati and they keep Cincinnati firmly at that five spot?
1: Uh, and it'll be real interesting. Yeah. I don't know when they start the 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 show oh, on yeah. ESPN of how they do it. And, you know, they, they reveal and then they'll start making the excuses, this and that. But uh, obviously they're going to need. Notre Dame to run the table and have a good good rest of the season to to really help their case. Indiana
2: hasn't helped them out at all, unfortunately.
1: No, but I mean, Indiana, I mean, they just gave their coach an extension. They were coming out. I mean, it's, that's just one of those things when you, and that's the ridiculousness of one of my friends that's an NC State guy said that Georgia and NC State signed a, a, a game in like 2033-34. It's like, when when is college sports gonna stop the ridiculous I mean, it's, it's proof proof of last year that you can schedule year to year. And and if you wanna get the best teams and figure out who the best team is and, and let's do it year to year. Let's let's schedule the teams that are that, that we think are gonna be the good matchups. If you at least leave a window of two games that, that can be flexible, but uh, all this madness of scheduling 10, 15 years out is so old. And so, I mean, it's like, it's like watching, you know, film on VHS. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I just don't, I don't understand it, but uh, hats off to what Luke Fickle and Cincinnati have done. Uh, they are forced to be reckoned with, and I don't think anybody wants to play them. And I hope they are uh, kicking butt and taking names, and by the time they come in here that Friday (laughs) or Saturday after Thanksgiving, boy, wouldn't that be a lot of fun if the Pirates could play uh, upset special or spoiler alert. Yeah, That that adds a lot of intrigue to the Pirates' schedule all of a sudden after Thanksgiving, especially if the Pirates are already playing uh, with house money that they have six or
2: seven wins. So East Carolina will be playing the Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, that final regular season game against Cincinnati. That'll be at home. It'll be at either 3 30 or 7 o'clock uh, on ESPN or ABC. So we're out of the noon slot uh, the day after Thanksgiving. We're off of ESPN Plus and the Deuce. It's either going to be on ABC or ESPN. So that'll be a, a marquee game that day. Cincinnati potentially with a lot on the line, ECU with a, potentially a lot on the line. I mean, heck, Kyle Lagrange called in Saturday night. And look, we were we we're all down in the dumps after the Charleston Southern win the other night. He's saying, "Hey, look, there's no divisions in the AAC anymore. It's just the top two teams play for the championship. So why not us? Why not? Uh, why not? We put ourselves in that championship discussion. And that game against Cincinnati is a, a game to determine who gets to host the AAC championship the following week, Ellerby." Wow! Back to back weeks with Cincinnati. Talk about just going one and zero every week, and the Pirates get there. You yeah, know, how about, that's, that's all it is. That would be a play we control off. our own
1: destiny. That would be a playoff game, and what would be even better, we'd have two shots at beating a top five team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. know, one, Once in the regular season and once in the postseason.
2: Yeah. Hey, look, it's amazing what a win does. Wow! To, uh, change the, the narrative, change your opinion on what's happening right now with uh, with Pirate football. But look, they came out uh, sour after last week, despite the win um and they got it done we're going to talk a lot about preparation with the players they all admitted last week that yeah they they did not take Charleston Southern as seriously as they should have that was corrected by Mike Houston and kudos to the players for following the guidance and and getting it done on Saturday because they were locked in all week, and uh, it showed on game day. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, they, they prepared and were ready to play against Tulane. And so whatever they learned last week, relive that this week and do more because uh, this opponent this week is going to be tougher and this opponent is going to be in their stadium, which is so hard to win on the road in any time you're playing in college football, but it's really hard for the Pirates of late to uh, get those road wins.
2: LRB Pop Quiz, who's the highest-ranked
1: ACC team? The highest ranked ACC team has got to be, drumroll, Wake Forest. That is correct. Undefeated Demon
2: Deacons. 5-0. Well done. Number 19 in the country. The only other ACC team ranked is NC State. They survived Skip Holtz. Find somebody that loves you as much as Skip Holtz loves losing a close game yes. against a good team. He does it every week. So it was, they are right there at the end. Mississippi
1: State, uh, NC State. What was the other one? And else? there's one more. There was one that was a real heartbreaker. Was, oh, uh, uh, SMU. SM, was like it? on a Hail Mary. That's right. SMU beat him on a Hail Mary. So, dang, that is uh, some tough stuff dang. there. For uh, Skip. He's going to look back at this year and be like, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, because I mean, they'd be in the three. top 25. Right
2: Absolutely. Now. SMU is in the top 25 right now, Thank joining uh, Cincinnati. They are number 24 in the country.
1: That close to two road wins at Mississippi State and NC State, man.
2: Uh, the top team receiving votes right now, LRB. Actually, the top two teams receiving votes were two teams in the preseason top 6, Clemson and Texas A&M. Did Clemson lose to Boston College? No, but they they got still kicked out of the top no, 20. No, but players. they won by 6, I believe. Boston College had several chances in the fourth quarter to win that game and uh did not. And good. I'm glad to see the voters do this. Like, eh, they they're not a good team. Yeah. Why are they? Yeah, let's get them out. Let's get some dessert. Let's get San Diego State and SMU in there. They're undefeated. Clemson has two losses. Why are they? Yeah, they're not in the top twenty-five. Get them out of there. I like it. I tell you who I do like right
1: now is that Georgia defense. Man, they they are tough. They, they, that that looks like a showdown with
2: them and Bama coming. Because I think Arkansas's I, I, Arkansas is good. They good. They hammered Texas. They took care of A and M, and then they get shut out by Georgia. I wonder if they're still working on Jimbo's contract extension at Texas A and M. They did a uh, a side by side between him and you remember Kevin Sumlin? Yeah, who's like I don't even know if he's still in football at yeah. this point. Uh coached at Houston, was here um uh, at for Arizona the, the championship. He's not there anymore. No, no, he, he? got yeah. fired.
1: But that's he left A and M and went yeah. to Arizona.
2: They put up like the side by side of the first how many ever games right. uh that him and Jimbo coached. And Sumlin has a better record, more like top twenty five wins, all this stuff. Johnny and then football. they did the contract <laughs> and they <laughs> and look, Sumlin was not a poor man by any means, but Jimbo's making it's like twenty plus it's it's an insane amount of money Jimbo, uh, he's making like nine million dollars a year maybe it was how much he's made thus far oh, compared but, to Sumlin
1: yeah 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 I mean he was well I'm, he's making seven and a half a year I think it was 10 years 75 million yeah and so if this he's in three years he's made over 21 million
2: maybe that's what the the number was how much he has made compared to Sumlin through that time and uh he's getting paid a lot of money to be the 27th best team in America
1: yeah LRB, so. and and the most impressive thing is the machine that is still Alabama it's impressive I mean the Nick Saban undefeated against his former coaches. I mean, just or did assistants. you see
2: Kiffin before the game? I saw the
1: brief highlight of it later. I never saw it live. They
2: did it. the uh, through the through the, headphones get, the off. get your popcorn and like threw the uh, CBS headphones down and mm-hmm. trotted off, and then they got their ass kicked. But that's that's his thing, like he's. He's pretty consistent with it, so you can't hate it, but you just kind of look like a goofball when you do that and get killed. But
1: I think that's what, he, that's what he's going for.
5: Yeah,
2: I, I don't feel like – I mean, he, he doesn't want to be
1: known – he wants to be known as the obnoxious <laughs> frat guy that's like yeah, – when he walks in a bar, everybody knows he's here, Yeah, and uh, you don't really like him, but you kind of think he's kind of funny at times, <laughs> But uh, and then other times you really want to walk up and punch him in the face. But, well, he's uh,
2: great when you're winning. Like right. it's, all, it's amazing. When they lose and that stuff happens, it's like, this clown? You know, so it, it's, it's it's hit or miss. If, if Nick Saban's like the dean of the student body, then, you know, uh,
1: Lane Kiffin's the SGA president or the frat president, you know, just like wanting to kick sand on him, you know, and just like not show him any respect. But uh, so it's uh, college football is interesting right now. There's certainly a lot lot to be uh, played out. And, uh, I mean, Harbaugh at Michigan seems to be getting it done, too. So, there's there's going to be a lot of interesting dynamics of uh, as the season twists and turns through the month of October. And then, really, the November month is when things really get sideways.
2: We got a wreck at Talladega, LRB. I'll let Mm-mm. you uh, update on everybody on who got in that row.
1: Well, number 48, the Do It Right Chili car. <laughs> just went, uh, just uh, got spun out. Doesn't have a hood right
2: now. Uh, I, I heard uh, Brandon Walker from... Uh, from barstool on his college show say this before the season started so i'll give him some credit he said this is going to be like 2007 in college football where it was a chaotic year the only difference is there is one team above the rest and maybe two if you want to include georgia with alabama but that 07 year was when uh you had like rutgers at number two in the country remember that and um south florida right got in the top five like all these different teams kind of got a taste of it and then they would lose. And that's how this year has gone so far and will continue to go because again, I wouldn't Penn State play each other. Um Michigan is not going to run the table in the Big Ten. You're going to see these teams BYU's five and oh right now. BYU is kind of looking at at Cincinnati right now saying, wait a minute, you know, if they slip up, we're going to be that top team. We're going to go to the big bowl. Uh, we're going to, you know, complain about not getting in the playoffs. So right. it's just going to be, uh, it, it's a fascinating year. And uh, who would have thought Coastal Carolina could keep their standing after what they did last year? Was it a flash in the pan? Well, they're 5-0 and o right now, number 15 in the country. So not a bad year for these quote-unquote G5 schools with now SMU and San Diego State Joining the mix in the top twenty-five as well, and and with the Temple upset over
1: uh, Memphis. Memphis and Navy over UCF, you wonder how much of that's going to take place in the AAC. Beyond, I think a
2: quite a bit. Yeah,
1: beyond Cincinnati, and, Cincinnati. And, and and maybe SMU, but yeah. I mean there could be there could be a like a week to week in the AAC. It's like it may not be an upset. It just may be who's built right that game. And uh, I think that's why you, you got to believe in the, I'm a little su- surprised, but don't really care that the number eleven going into that UCF game that the pirates are you know 11.0 what do you 0? think it would be after seeing the uh you know ucf lose to navy i thought it might be a little less maybe like around seven
2: or eight maybe just around a touchdown. i wrote my number down i had eight ellery you did well yeah. you're,
1: we, the clip rock sportsbook has been pretty on target this year so but... i
2: guess that means i like the pirates i will tell you this i am one and four against the spread on ecu games this year yeah. i have not figured this team out I can't figure them People
1: out. People kept asking me at the tailgate. It's like, well, what do you think is going to happen today? I said, if I told you, I don't – I mean, I'm just – it's a 100% guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and I said last
1: week on this show, I said, I'm I i said I'm being optimistic, and I hope that the game is close enough that the Pirates could win an overtime game by a field goal. Yeah. And uh, obviously that didn't happen for many great reasons, and I'm, and I'm happy for that. And uh, I would think that might be the case this week at uh, Central Florida, that maybe it'll be close enough and that uh, the Pirates can do something right late to win. I don't really see the Pirates running away with it like they did against Tulane, but if it gets down to the fourth quarter,
2: and uh, I, I believe in this team to maybe pull off another road road upset. They're never stress-free, but that was the most stress-free victory of the season for ECU thus far. You had the Marshall game where you had to make the frantic comeback. You had the Charleston Southern game where you held on for dear life, and they had the ball with a chance to win it. And this one got down to eight after East Carolina had been up uh, twenty-four to nothing in the the first quarter, they got it down to eight in the third quarter, and East Carolina then went on a drive, uh, their best drive of the year probably, where they chewed up clock. It ended with a Harris touchdown, and they never looked back from there, and were able to to win it in the fourth quarter so that was uh that was the most complete win by far of the season for uh for ecu this oh 100 hands down uh, i think one of the prettiest plays we saw was that fourth down touchdown
1: to tyler sneed just over the shoulder pass from holton to tyler uh, i mean that was that was very There was just a lot of fun big plays in that game just a, a lot of hard hits by the east carolina defense too so uh hats off and uh, hopefully they enjoyed it yesterday and
2: are back <clears throat> to work this week john moody trying to get back in our good graces as a p1 listener and john uh this is good information i don't know how much i can trust you now but i do trust this information he says espn has a selection of north carolina nc state east carolina cincinnati and south florida central florida for black friday selections abc has a 330 game espn has 330 and 7 so that's what they're determining what is the uh so the the best game quote unquote goes on abc at 330 ellerby the best matchup i would think that would be cincinnati a top five team i mean i don't know south florida and ucf is the worst just
1: looking at this yeah the world on i4 is uh pretty much down to a scrimmage
2: so where do you put that is, is that it? seven o'clock what's the uh what is college football and espn consider the prime slot on that friday 30 or seven
1: i don't know you know unc nc state there's they could have they could be interesting that that's a tough tough matchup. i'm gonna predict we're abc 330 yeah, I could buy that. I think, especially if the Pirates are sitting at six or seven wins, and with the, I mean, with the, but we're counting on Cincinnati being
2: undefeated for that, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think if Cincinnati, it all depends on that. If Cincinnati loses a game, then then obviously we're not the 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 shiny star. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, if the, if Cincinnati's eleven and zero and East Carolina's six and five, seven and four then uh you know or, or, or gosh why am i even the pirates went out you know and, and win the next six games hey it's know, all on the, the table then.
2: right now uh thanks to the win over tulane on saturday LRB, uh, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of your Victory Monday. Look forward to the Players' Lounge. Uh, I know those guys have
1: been in and out all day, and I know they're excited, and I uh, can't wait to have another Victory Monday next week.
2: Tyler Sneed and DJ Ford coming up at 4 o'clock. Xavier Smith, Bruce Bibbins at 4.20. Troy D. and I talked to Holden Naylor at 5 o'clock and C.J. Johnson at 5.30. To recap, the Pirates' big-time win put up 52 on tulane on saturday we'll be doing that throughout today's show when we return we'll check in with double b brian bailey had a great chat with chris foster east carolina running backs coach earlier today you will hear from double b uh when we return on pirate radio live on a victory monday back with you after this
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University SportswearENC.com. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006. University of PC Care are the local tech ex- support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
2: All right, back with you on a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. This is the first race I've watched since football returned and probably even beyond that. I know it's not good for attendance, but... If every race was like Monday at 1 o'clock, I'd watch a lot more races because there's nothing else on. And uh, great for me, probably not great for NASCAR, uh, not having a big attendance there at Talladega right now. Christopher Bell in the lead, but it's Talladega, so there's going to be four or five more wrecks. And who knows who's going to be able to finish this race today as the playoffs roll on. Uh, Let's head out to, there's a Buccaneer Music Hall um not a scoreboard what would you call it Shirley? a uh what do they call the leaderboard uh, leaderboard yeah leaderboard update dubbuck
6: uh welcome back chandler what's up man
2: we'll talk about your uh wedding and your bruno mark shoes and uh how your weekend went okay and uh just a moment but right now we'll head out to the fixed nc live line and talk to double b brian bailey host of the brian bailey show had a great chat with chris foster east carolina running backs coach Earlier today, Bailey, uh, good call on Coach Foster. It was a good day to have him on with the way the Pirates ran the ball on Saturday.
7: i tell you what, and they ran the ball so well. I I, I just continue to be amazed at Keaton Mitchell. I just love watching him run. And, you know he, he really doesn't run. He skates. He's just so much faster than everybody. It, it's fun to watch.
2: He runs by him, and then Rajay Harris punishes uh, the defenders. He had another one on Saturday where he ran through a guy. Bailey, and it's a a heck of a one-two combo, and I heard you talk to Coach Foster about, you know, what's behind Harrison Mitchell, because at some point, these guys are going to get nicked up, they're going to get tired, and and we're going to see a a third back. It's shocking that that has not happened uh, through this point in the season. you got to give the uh, coaches credit, Coach Foster, Coach Kirkpatrick, Coach Houston, for the way they're using these guys and keeping them both fresh and healthy.
7: Yeah, and they look good. I mean, they look as fresh as they can possibly be, and as you said, Neeraj, they He's got a different style of running, and and as Coach Foster said, you know he doesn't have the breakaway speed. But we saw him last year in the Navy game when he took yeah. away from everybody. So I mean, he's got speed to burn.
2: Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, how about that Saturday at dowdy Ficklin? It was a great lead up to the game with the weather and homecoming, and a lot of former Pirates here. You had Parmalee playing at halftime, and uh, all we wanted, we we knew the day would be great around the game. Uh, We just weren't sure if the game was going to go the way we wanted it to, and it turned out to be a perfect Saturday in Greenville as the Pirates uh, responded from some negativity despite the win over Charleston Southern. Uh, They didn't play their best. They knew it. They weren't happy or satisfied with it. Came out and looked like uh, the real deal on Saturday against the conference foe.
7: And it really started with Coach Houston. I mean, he was as animated as I've ever seen him on the sideline, and I think that maybe this team feeds off of that, and I think you'll see more, more of that, you know, uh, I remember the at-state game, and I noticed, you know, the coach was calm, cool, and collected. You remember the, the Hail Mary at the end of the half the yeah. state game, and, you know, the, the ball probably should, was, was caught by somebody down there, and they called it a touchdown in the field. I really thought that Coach Houston would, would, you know, really go off on it, and he really did, and he held himself together. But I think maybe this team needs, you know, Coach Houston out there you know, ranting and raving and, and getting in people's faces and got the AD on the sideline, getting somebody's <laughs> <assemblies> called, so <laughs> everything went right.
2: Yeah, and and we'll hear from the players coming up. Tyler Snead, DJ Ford at four o'clock. Xavier Smith, Bruce Bivens at around four twenty. Holden Aylers at five. CJ Johnson at five thirty. And uh, the ones we've talked to thus far, will go uh, live with CJ later. But they said that uh, last week of practice, you know, Coach Houston gave it to him pretty good. Uh, Xavier said they went over all the unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and said, you know, th- this crap isn't good enough, and they were able to clean that up. So credit to to Coach Houston for calling it out and for coaching them up and, and credit to the players for, for going with the plan, executing and it led to a 52-29 50, uh, victory on Saturday.
7: Yeah, and I, I said it before, but I'll say it again, you know, if you win that game over Charleston Southern and you win rather easily, Maybe you don't get
2: that win over Tulane because, yeah. you know, obviously something changed. You said that going into the game, Bailey. I'll give you some some credit on that one. That, that, it, you're right. If they if they cruise over that one, I don't know if we get that inspired performance on right. Saturday.
7: And I think now they've seen that it takes that inspiration. It takes yeah. that kind of work. It takes that kind of work ethic. You know, to have a, an outing like that. And I I don't think they're going to slack off at all this week.
2: Got an early look at UCF today with our old buddy Zach Maskovich, uh formerly of WNCT Channel 9, and talk to Zach later on this show, later in the week, Bailey. But uh, UCF, if East Carolina uh, is trending up, you could certainly say UCF is trending down, at least for now. Dylan Gabriel out, so they have a new quarterback in. They've lost two games and uh, were really upset that Navy looked awful uh, the first month of the season. And they uh, are able to knock off. Uh, UCF on Saturday. And right now, they got a lot of questions to answer going into this ECU game.
7: Yeah, as Zach was saying, they've got an injury at running back that's key. They've got an injury at wide receiver that's key. So, you know, and we, we've always said you can look at this thing on paper to start the year. But football is a, a game of, you know, changes that happen during the season. And these injuries, you know, we see it in the NFL every week. The Teams that stay healthy are usually the teams that have the most success. And the same thing on the college ranks.
2: Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, it's Victory Monday for the Pirates, for my Washington football team, and your Dallas Cowboys, knocking off the Carolina Panthers yesterday. And uh, the, the offense continues to play well for Dallas, but uh, I'm concerned by a couple things as a Washington fan. That Monday night game, they really got Z-cranked up uh, against the Eagles. If you can combine the running game and the passing game, the Cowboys are almost unstoppable on offense. And then you look at the defensive side, uh, you, you thought they'd be better this year so far through four weeks of the season. You would be correct on that, Bailey. They have looked like a different team on the defensive side. They're the uh, they're the overwhelming favorite right now in the East, in my opinion. I said it on Monday night last week that I think Dallas wins it by four games, four-plus games. Now, still a lot of football left to go, but uh, that's how I feel about it right now, unfortunately.
7: I, I, yeah, I don't like all you boys acting like you're jumping on the Cowboy bandwagon. I got a little present for you, though.
2: What you got? What What? What are you talking about? You like that? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't hear anything. Oh, you didn't hear it? No. no. Oh.
7: <laughs> Maybe it's not as loud as I thought it was. It's pretty loud in here. Wait a minute. You didn't hear anything at all? No. I guess the speakers don't pick up as loud as I thought they did. You can't hear that at all. Hit it again. We well, can't hear that one because now it's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you do it, old man? What? No, no, it's no old man, to it. I can hear it fine. You don't have any ears on
2: Okay, yeah, this is my fault that there's complete silence on the other line. Okay. All right. I, maybe next time, Bailey. I can't figure out what you're doing right now.
7: I got to work on it. it. was just one of the plays
2: in the game, but I don't know why, why you
7: can't hear it.
2: <laughs> Sorry. And I'm not hopping on any bandwagons. I'm saying your team is good, and that's a no, fact right now.
7: Yeah, you're setting this up. You're setting this up so you so the, the Washington football renegades, Red Wolves, Brigade, President's <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, you are, are gonna come through? And you know, then you'll, be you'll be sending out tweets saying we're in first place, and you'll you'll be you'll be like, yeah, I can't stand it. But anyway,
2: but- <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, uh, well, I shouldn't go that route. But uh, you're you're like making up a hypothetical situation to be angry about that's not even happening right now, Bailey. I hate when people do that.
7: Yeah, I yeah. saw those tweets after that first game.
2: Look, I still want Jack Del Rio fired. That's true. I laughed my tail. <laughs> uh, they got it done. We were talking about it uh, briefly on the Brian Bailey Show. We, and, and, Bailey, we are not scouts or, uh, you know, quarterback talent evaluators, but we both agreed that Taylor Heineke has something that we can't really describe. And it's not pretty. And you even said on your show, I'm not even sure he's a good quarterback, but he's got that it factor and and I to top that I said if if he keeps making fluke plays every week when does it not become a fluke it's kind of weird but
7: I, and I didn't realize what, what was it eight months ago he was a backup quarterback in the
2: XFL is that what they said in, in, in a league that doesn't even
7: exist anymore
2: yeah weird stuff
7: that is weird but he's playing well I I you know I, I think he's good I, I don't I don't know if he's a good quarterback I think he's doing some really good things.
2: The NFL has uh, scripted the year perfectly. It's almost like they have a writer's room, Bailey, because another great primetime game last night. Tom Brady uh, knocks off New England, and I, I love the matchup up tonight uh, between the Chargers and the Raiders. These primetime games have been awesome this year.
7: They have been. Those Sunday night games, the older I get, you're right. I am old. I go to sleep. <laughs> I wake up about two minutes ago in the fourth quarter and get to the end of
2: it. There you go. Well, you've been seeing some good good finishes then, um, Bailey. We'll talk a little high school before we let you go. Let to give a shout out to a team I don't talk about a lot uh, around this area: uh, the North Pitt Panthers, having a uh, good football season this year, Bailey.
7: They really have had a great year. So their only loss is to Newbern, and we all know how good Newbern is. Just at South Central. Oh my goodness! Because yeah, because Newbern had South Central sixty-nine nothing and a half uh the other night so yeah and north Pitt, i i think they lost that game i think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of forty-five, fourteen, or something like that but um you know they stayed on the field with them you know for a little while but since then they, they've been undefeated and they played really well i thought southwest Edgecombe who had a team that started off slowly but was playing some better football but north Pitt handled them you know easily and, and you know they, they may be the favorites in that league now
2: got another touchdown friday coming up this friday bailey is uh we are into conference season and kind of, you know, teams are jockeying for position now, starting to think about the playoffs. And uh, I guess Conley a little bit behind the eight ball. Rose got off to a rough start, but they've been playing uh, well, right?
7: Yeah, but I'm telling you, that league is so difficult. That And we we talked about it before the year that maybe the conference champ might have a loss or two, and that's what it's looking like. Because I don't see, you know, you know Rose beat Jacksonville, Jacksonville beat Newburn, you know, Havelock's got, you know, L. I mean, I think it's just going to be hard for any of those teams you know, to win on a Friday. Every Friday night is going to be really difficult. And then if you're a Conley or a South Central trying to scrap your way you know, up into the upper echelon, I mean, it's it's really difficult.
2: Brian Bailey joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. If you missed it earlier today, check it out at 6 o'clock, the Brian Bailey Show, where he talked to EC running backs coach Chris Foster and also Zach Maskovich to take an early look at UCF. Bailey, appreciate your time today. Sorry about your, uh, uh, the I don't know, the, the issues you had over there. I really wish I could hear your sound effect, but I can't. So I can't,
7: I can't understand it because the speaker's right there, but I'll, I'll have to work on it. <laughs> All right. It's thanks. Just, I, can, I can replay it for you. Dak Prescott, back to fast. Got it, man. Touchdown, Cowboys. <laughs> That's like.
2: That is gross. Uh, Bailey, thank you, man. All right, man. See you later. BB, Brian Bailey, joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We will close out the hour with uh, part one of our NFL recap. We'll go through the games and talk about who made the plays and who got the wins on Sunday when we return on Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
0: hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show
5: welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to the... Uh, ooh, almost did it. PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
2: Ah, where are you going? Bud Light pregame, today? I
5: almost said it.
2: Uh, still got a few days away uh, from that. Coming up on Saturday, 2 o'clock, as we'll get you ready for East Carolina and at UCF. Uh, an update at Talladega. There was another crash. No surprise there. And then the rain started again, and Bubba Wallace is in the lead. And right now, there is a red flag for rain. So, the drivers are getting out of their cars. And if there are no lights at Talladega, so if it rains long enough, Bubba Wallace could get his first uh, victory. Uh, As somebody who needs Ryan Blaney to do well, I'm hoping they can continue this race. Uh, But that's what's going on right now with Wallace in the lead, followed by Keselowski, Logano, Kurt Busch, and Christopher Bell, the top five. All right, let's... uh, Let's do our NFL recap. Before we do that, uh, let's do a Chandler Honeycutt recap. Chandler, you were in a wedding on Saturday. Uh, let's talk. Um, good wedding. You enjoy it?
6: Yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. It was down there in what uh, a beautiful
2: wedding. What a beautiful night.
6: But uh, no, it was it was a gorgeous wedding down in Wilmington at Arley Gardens. Uh, my buddy Griffin, my best friend from high school, got married to to his. Uh, the love of his life and was able to be a part of that wedding and i'm not gonna lie i cried up there
2: oh that's that's uh, you saw your buddy getting married
6: well i saw him crying and then I yeah
2: crying. yeah yeah the old uh i understand that how did the uh bruno mark shoes uh do you throughout saturday and throughout i'm assuming was there a reception
6: yes there was a reception dancing
2: dancing how'd the shoes uh do my
6: feet were hurting buddy <laughs> my feet were hurting really really bad yeah but i mean they look good everybody looked good in their suits and their in their bruno mark shoes (laughs) but uh after about eight hours of wearing them yeah uh yeah i was ready to take them off
2: uh let's uh talk food situation what was the food situation at the reception
6: little steak tenderloin mashed Ah, potatoes stuff like that i like that yeah
2: and uh, how much sports were you able to follow on Saturday? How much ECU were you able to follow? I was
6: able to watch the uh, Holton Ayler's quarterback keeper for the touchdown to I think go up 17 to nothing. Uh, I was actually sitting there. Um, we walked down this long ivory aisle, uh, the groomsmen did, and while we were sitting there waiting for the wedding to start, I had the ESPN app on my phone. And I watched Holt Naylor's punch it in, and I kind of, like, under my breath was like, yes! And, like, all the other groomsmen looked at me and were like, hey, dude, what are you doing? I was like, ECU just scored. They're like, "Uh, we're about to start this wedding. And I was like, all right. Well, the wedding has not started. And I, I was like, yeah, just hold on. I said, let me watch Owen Daffer make this extra point, and, look, you know, we'll go up 17 to nothing, and I'll check the score afterwards. And that's what i did and when i went to go check the score afterwards i was like wow i think ec was up 31 to 15 and then next thing i know it was over it was you know 52 but the pirates put up 52 points so i was very pleased to see that score
2: maybe uh you should be in a wedding every saturday maybe i should maybe you should be wedding crasher
6: hey if you're listening and uh had no of a wedding going on this weekend uh i will be glad to attend time to i've bust, got my shoes ready
2: time to bust out those bruno marks one more time
6: yeah i'm ready to roll
2: all right uh well glad everything went well there uh channel let's, let's look at uh nfl from week four and the football team gets it done with 21 second half points 12 fourth quarter points taylor heineke 290 yards three touchdowns two kind of miracle plays in the fourth quarter One where he throws a 30-yard Hail Mary to Terry McLaurin that is probably going to get picked off nine times out of ten. It was caught by uh, Terry for a touchdown. And then a play breaks down on third down where Washington's driving for potentially a go-ahead field goal. But instead, J.D. McKissick kind of leaks out. Defense loses him. Heineke throws across the field, hits him. He runs it in for a touchdown, and somehow, some way, Washington, who could really be zero and four, and maybe should be,
6: was going crazy. Are now two McKissick.
2: and two. That I mean, just a wild play, a wild ending to that game. Although that is classic Falcons, right?
6: Oh, absolutely. To lose
2: that game, the choke the yes. way they did. I mean, they they had that game won seven different ways and ended up losing it. Washington two and two, Falcons one and three the bills since losing to the steelers week one have won 35 to nothing poor david cully 43 to 21 and 40 to nothing poor david cully can i do quick math quick enough that's going to set you at 78 118 they have outscored opponents 118 or 108 108 to 21 in the last three games,
6: I'm glad I picked up the Bills' tight end Knox
2: Dawson and, Knox.
6: He had two touchdowns on the day, and uh, it doesn't matter because I've lost for the fourth straight week <laughs> in <half-assing. laughs>
2: Sorry to hear that. It's all right. Bills are rolling. They're three and one. Texans dropped to one and three. Let me look at Davis Mills' numbers real quick. I heard at one point in the fourth quarter the the uh, texans had four first downs davis mills 11 of 21 87 yards four interceptions <laughs> jeez louise nathan peterman numbers there Oof. for davis mills bears pick up a win uh, as they knock off the lines 24 to 14 justin fields was uh had some really bad numbers last week finishes with 209 passing yards and an interception this week uh the bears were led by david montgomery who i d- believe suffered an injury in that game but i don't think it's serious he had 106 yards two touchdowns as the chicago bears go to two and two the lions a uh, tough luck 0 and four for dan campbell's crew uh
6: mooney from two line had 125 yards
2: and uh yeah i saw people saying he uh maybe a passing of the torch as he becomes the number one receiver Allen robinson seems like he's on the way out in chicago cowboys 36 panthers 28 chandler uh Panthers hung with the boys they they had a lead what in the at halftime yeah, we had, yeah they had we a we lead had at lead, halftime we had
6: a lead at halftime 14 to 13 um it actually was 15 to 7 cuz they went for two and then they reversed the call and made it 13 to 7 Panthers score were able to take the lead into the halftime and then the Cowboys just opened up the floodgates, and the Panthers didn't score another touchdown until late in the fourth quarter, and it was too late for the Panthers to come back. It was a good effort there at the end. But, uh, yeah, uh, Panthers with the lead at halftime, and then uh, it got away quick.
2: Sam Darnold, 301 yards, two touchdowns, had one rushing touchdown as well, right? As uh, two two rushing touchdowns so he continues to pile up the points man ezekiel elliott 143 yards didn't realize he had that many yards i was
6: telling bailey the day before his show i was like uh, we couldn't stop him all day it it seemed like he was getting at least seven eight yards a pop
2: panthers go to three and one cowboys at three and one in the nfc shirley's dolphins lose again they are one and three colts go on the road and win that game two touchdowns by carson wentz cough up
5: the ball cough up the ball
2: it's about time for the uh the maybe dolphins go a different direction at quarterback until Tua can get back jacoby present had 199 yards two touchdowns but uh not going to be the answer there in miami
5: well all i have to say is it's not just they have to go to a different direction with the quarterback they have to go a different direction with the whole dang team okay that's just all i'm saying go back home
2: moving from miami to st louis yes okay there you go uh let's take a break we'll come back we'll have more of our nfl recap coming up at the end of hour number two but up next it's time to go inside the players lounge for the first time on this victory monday you'll hear what tyler sneed and dj ford had to say when they dropped by the pirate radio studios earlier today that's on the way when we return on a victory monday edition of pirate radio live after this
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market, or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with RE-MAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show, a stress, uh, show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clint Barak.
2: Back with you on Pi Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. We'll be back with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up Saturday, 2 o'clock, East Carolina and UCF going at it at 6 o'clock. And then after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter Collins show had a really fun show on Saturday night following the Pirates' victory over Tulane and uh, hoping for another fun one coming up this Saturday evening. Troy D. alongside. What's up, Troy? Hello, Clip. Had a
8: little extra time. Figured I'd jump on early with you guys on such a positive time to be
2: talking Pirate football. Absolutely. Feels good to be in here after the third straight East Carolina win. A quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard uh right now the rain has stopped the race in talladega which means if they call it there are no lights there so if it does rain for a little while bubba wallace is going to get his first win and troy then uh for our nascar pool we have to look to see who's in second place yeah none of us have bubba wallace correct yeah but sure. one of us does have brad keselowski do you know who that is i'm gonna go with me now you are correct yes. sir if they call this race, oh, let's
8: call it. Keep on raining, <laughs>
2: purple rain, baby. If they call it, Troy D gets a uh, yeah. victory, and Bubba Wallace I've gets his first. A, just man. like the Pirates, I've been on a hot streak the last few weeks. I feel like you've won the last month on this thing. So yeah. uh, now I know how you felt last year. Yeah, it is kind of a uh, how boy how the. Turntables, as Mike Scott, Michael Scott would say on The Office, a uh, switch here. But that's what's going on right now uh, there in Talladega. Let's uh, go inside the Players' Lounge for the first time today. Coming up in a little bit, you'll hear from Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Uh, Holton Naylor's coming up at 5 o'clock, CJ Johnson at 5.30. Right now, you'll hear from a Pirate wide receiver, Tyler Sneed, and Pirate DB, DJ Ford, as they drop by the Pirate Radio Studios earlier today. Let's hear that right now. Back with you inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got Tyler Sneed and DJ Ford here today. Gentlemen, three in a row, feeling good. How you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Good to see you. And uh, DJ hadn't talked to you in a while, so we'll start with you. Uh little win streak going here for the Pirates. Uh, how's everything feeling when you, you head back to practice on a Sunday after a three-game win streak and a great performance on Saturday?
9: I mean, of course, it feels a lot better than... The first two, you know, um, it's always promising whenever all your hard work pays off. You know what I'm saying, and um, it's a lot. Of, it's just a lot more fun when you're winning. So,
2: Tyler, last week, a lot of the guys, Xavier, Rajay, Holden, in particular, and maybe even yourself, talked about the, I don't know, the lack of maybe focus and the buy-in going into the Charleston Southern game where. I don't know if you overlooked them but you didn't take them as seriously as you should have. Uh, it looks like Mike Houston corrected that at practice and you players did your part as well because you guys came out of the gates red hot on Saturday against Tulane. So, we'll start there. The the preparation is that is that due to the big performance on Saturday, the way you prepared for it during the week?
10: I think so 100%. You know, he came in um and he told us what we needed to do and he wrote it on the board, laid it all out there and uh You know, it was a really physical week of practice. It was hard, but, you know, we play like that, and then everybody's fine with it, and everybody just wants to win at the end of the day.
2: DJ, another thing that was really cleaned up from... Uh, the previous week to this week. No unsportsmanlike penalties, none of that stuff. I know that was an issue in the win over Charleston Southern. And uh, I'll give credit to you guys. I mean, it looked like a a different team on the field. You guys were celebrating, having fun, but none of the – it wasn't as chippy, not as much talk, at least it seemed like on Saturday.
9: Yes, sir. Much like our physicality was a point of emphasis uh, in the week and something that we talked about and addressed as a team, Coach Houston talked to us about those penalties, you know, and he pulled them up in front of the the entire team and showed them to us and told us what was wrong. You know, what I'm saying what kind of things we could and couldn't do, whether celebrating or like the personal fouls after the penalty and things like that. And you know, he showed us those and he told us how it affects the team and how things like that can cause us to lose the ball game. So, of course, us guys, we uh we bought into what he said and we make sure we got those corrected.
2: DJ4 Tyler Sneed here. DJ, a caller on our post game show. Saturday night said I can guarantee you one thing: Tulane is going to be feeling it on Sunday. You guys were hidden, flying around, swarming. Uh, how, how much fun was that defensive performance for you guys when you're flying around like that?
9: Oh, it was so much fun! Like that's our brand of ball that we like to play. So, I mean, we were joking around saying that they probably had ice packs on. You know, <laughs> yeah, morning, no doubt. But, uh, no doubt, it was a physical game. It was a lot of fun, and we played the game the way it's supposed to be played.
2: Tyler, uh, your quarterback rating's taking a hit, incomplete <laughs> pass on Saturday. Try to hit Rajay, get the uh, the Pirate Radio Players Lounge connection. Uh, that one didn't work out, but had a good day receiving the ball. Uh, how about your game on Saturday? How do you feel? You played? I,
10: I think we did good. I think we just played really well as a team. You know, Holton stepped up, played really good. Both the running backs did good, and then that O-line, I mean— they dominated up front all game, so I think it was just a great team win.
2: Another week, another Keaton Mitchell long run. In fact, he had two or three on Saturday, and uh, that guy just continues to get in space, and, and it's over. Uh, DJ, can anybody on ECU's defense keep up with him in a foot race? Oh, no.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Not even a thought, no? No. <laughs> it's over. Whenever Keaton gets loose, you, you might as well just chalk it up. He's, he's getting in the end zone. There's nobody catching him. I don't think there's anyone in the country that will catch Keaton from behind, you know what I'm saying? That guy is fast.
2: And it's a, it's a great mix, too, right, Tyler, with Rajay and Keaton. Rajay had 70 tough yards. He found the end zone. Keaton getting loose for over 200 on those long runs. You guys have a heck of a balance. And, again, you mentioned it. That kind of starts with the offensive line and what they're able to do.
10: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, no, they play great. Um, but, yeah, both those backs are special, you know. Th- those two are going to go somewhere. They're going to do big things. And – uh yeah, I'm excited to see what they, they bring. Saw
2: so a, uh, not a new weapon, but kind of a breakout day for Ryan Jones. Six catches, 58 yards, called the touchdown for Mason Garcia. Just adds another element to this offense with you, Tyler, and, and CJ and Audie. But uh, Ryan Jones, uh, what we saw it on Saturday, but what should we know about him as a weapon on this team?
10: No, nah, I mean, he's... That's, that's how he is every day in practice. You know, he comes to work and he he balls out in practice. And so he got the opportunity this Saturday and he he took it and ran with it. So, no, I mean, I'm excited for what he has to come the rest of the year. Um, but definitely be on the lookout for him. He, he's special
2: too. Tyler, the offense, four fourth down conversions on Saturday. We, we talked about it with Holton that – that's got to give you players confidence that your coach believes in you, that you can convert. And then when you can convert four of them, you got to be feeling sky high at that point. So, oh, yeah. third down still an issue, but who needs a third down conversion when you can get it on fourth, right? Yeah,
10: you know, <laughs> you definitely want to get it on third, but no, just the confidence that 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 shows that he puts in his players and stuff like that. You know, that's that's huge for us. And then to go out there and convert it, not once but four times. I mean. That's even bigger. And so I think that had a big big part in our confidence and momentum for the day.
2: And uh Holden found you on a fourth down play for your long touchdown and kinda in the middle of the field, Tyler, you stayed away from the sidelines. You had like three straight games with touchdowns <laughs> called back, right?
10: Yeah, no. Uh <laughs> they've been telling me all week, don't run to the sideline this time. So I, I tried to stay stay away from it as best I could.
2: Uh, great performance, third quarter. Tulane outscored ECU sixteen to nothing. Other than that, you guys pretty much controlled the game, and it, it was good to see you take there in the fourth quarter. Got to a one possession game. You guys responded with a long touchdown drive. I think that's the one that ended on the Rajay Harris touchdown. So, DJ, when you see a team kind of creep back in, uh, and then you you put the foot kind of back on the throat there, that's a sign of a good football team. You guys were able to do that on Saturday.
9: Yes, sir. That's a great feeling. And um, honestly, we weren't worried about it at all in the game, you know what I'm saying? Whenever they started to creep back, we knew that we were going to do what we needed to do. Um, they made a couple of big plays here and there, and uh, we made our adjustments and eliminated those. A so. couple of
2: sacks uh, and a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback uh, on Saturday against Michael Pratt. Uh, and, and, DJ, you mentioned it earlier, but it is a – even when you give up big plays every now and then, to be as aggressive as you guys are, as much as much as you blitz, it's got to be a fun defense to be a part
9: of. Oh yes, it's so much fun to be a part of that defense. The way we get after guys, um, we definitely rather be the attackers than yeah. the ones being attacked. So. That's our brand of ball, and that's what we do.
2: The defense has that mindset, and on Saturday, Tyler, it seemed like the offense did the, the, as many fourth downs as you went for being aggressive, and uh, you guys had an aggressive mindset, it looked like, on Saturday.
10: Yeah, and I, I love that. You know, I think we feed off each other. You know, we see the defense, you know, get lit like they do and play play how they play. You know, offense eventually will feed off of it, and I think we did that Saturday, Um and so yeah, it was just a great team game.
2: Yeah, complimentary football team win, whatever you want to call it. You guys had it in all three phases there on Saturday. Big win on uh homecoming as East Carolina beats Tulane uh, and now goes to three and two. And I bring up these numbers a lot. I don't know how much you guys even look at this stuff, but you have a winning record this late in the season. First time ECU's had that since 2015. First three game winning streak since 2014. First win over Tulane since 2014. Like, do you care about any of that stuff? It's cool, but that's really not your focus, right? Yeah,
10: yeah not even me, care at I all. Mean, <laughs> just take it one week at a time, one yeah. game at a time. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't know the exact numbers, but you can know, like, I mean, at least as, I, as long as I've been here, we haven't beat Tulane. Right. So, you know, that's a good win to get. And uh, now we're looking forward to UCF. I mean, I don't think we've beat them since I've been here either. So I'm excited for this, this
2: opportunity. And, of course, DJ, in your first year, you – Didn't have any meetings with these guys prior. So everything's new for you, I guess. Yes, sir. Uh, Including a matchup against Central Florida. And, boy, it's been a weird year in college football. We had a lot of top-10 teams lose on Saturday. Clemson already has two losses. Ohio State has lost. UCF has two losses. They were upset by Navy. We saw Temple beat Memphis. So, like, weird stuff happening is happening all over. And, uh, and now you guys are right there in the mix in the AAC. A win over UCF would go a long way uh, towards being at the top of the standing. So, a lot of at stake here, but also one week at a time. And as Tyler said, a lot of these guys are trying to beat UCF for the first time. So, and then you're one of those guys, DJ, getting your first crack at them. Yes, sir. What uh, have you looked at their offense yet, or does that come later in the week?
9: Um, so we actually start that today. Uh, we uh, we got the film up and everything. We'll do some film watching on our own today, like that and things like that. And then tomorrow we'll hit the ground running for practice.
2: So. High powered offense, but Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, out with an injury. He got hurt in the uh, Louisville game couple of weeks ago so they have a, a new quarterback in how about defensively first year August Malzon who's an offensive guy Tyler but uh I guess you'll take a look at the tape and see if they look any different defensively this year
10: yeah no they're they're still good they still got some guys you know it's, I mean it's UCF you know they lost some key players last year but guys have stepped up and you know you see on film they can still play so you know no, no game is easy but you know we're looking forward to this one, the, the opportunity that gives us. We think we got a good chance.
2: Getting back on the road, it went well for you last time uh, in Marshall. See what happens when you head to Orlando, uh, Tyler. Your Cowboys got a win yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Look good against uh, the Panthers. Yes, sir. My team somehow snuck out of Atlanta with the win. Yeah. Uh, DJ, I can't remember. Do you have a team in the NFL? Or you yeah,
9: just... yeah. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan. Not oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: we'll move on from that quickly. Okay. <laughs> rough, uh, rough times in Pittsburgh yeah. right now.
9: Yeah. Trying to get it all figured out.
2: The era of uh, of Ben's just about uh, it's over, I think. Down, yeah, and uh, and I saw somebody came to me on Twitter yesterday talking about how bad they were. I was like, look, the Steelers have been good my entire football watching life. They're due <laughs> for a decade of sadness. So no <laughs> yeah. sympathy for I'm me at all. Home, I don't care at all. But yeah. uh, we'll see what happens there. Well, gentlemen, uh, good luck. We'll let you get back to uh, your
9: schooling. I don't know what what is it. What do you guys do on a day off? Um. Pretty much what you said, school and uh, watch film whenever we have time, treatment, things like that. Keep the body uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, you have to.
2: have to. As it gets later in the season, Tyler, like, do you feel the same today as you did, like, the last week of August before you got playing, or do you feel it? You know what I'm saying?
10: Uh, I mean, the past – every time I've been here, I've never really got treatment. I've never really, like, felt – I felt sore, but not to the point where I – Need treatment, but this year is different. I'm feeling it a little more, and so I've been in the treatment a lot. But uh, no, nah, I mean, definitely towards the end of the season, it gets a little more. You, know, you you start feeling it a little more
2: with your legs, especially just getting heavier. DJ, as far we're almost to the halfway point in the
9: season. Are you definitely. feeling uh, you feeling like you did in August, or are you, you starting to feel a little bit? How are you? Uh, you starting to feel a little bit, but. I mean, like like Tyler said, you just get in the training room, get some treatment in. Uh, we have great staff. They work with us on whatever we need. If our legs are a little heavy, we have the boots and things like that. We have, like, the uh, dry needling, things like that. Or if you're a little banged up, heat pads, you know what I'm saying, stem, all that good stuff. So, Good deal.
2: Well, it uh, looked like a fun celebration. We saw a clip of it uh in the locker room after the game you boys were fired up yes sir. and uh the, the pirate fans were as well we had a fun edition of the post game show on saturday night with people calling in and uh and partying so uh keep up the good work guys and uh we'll reconvene next monday appreciate you joining us all right yes, thanks sir. Appreciate us. it. tyler sneed and dj ford after a pirate victory those guys feeling good feeling uh a little bit of pain coming off some physical games but even that feels better after w troy d as these guys have been able to put together three straight
8: yeah no doubt and uh, a lot of positive energy positive vibes coming out of this pirate program right now so hopefully look go down uh, orlando this weekend kind of playing with a little bit of house money i'd say at this point going down there as a big underdog have really nothing to lose but they play your best, and who knows, you know, as, as we saw last week, Clip, UCF can be beat and can not be upset.
2: Knocked uh, off by uh, Navy, who was looking really bad going into that game. They got knocked off by Navy, yeah. Knocked yeah. off by Navy. Knocked off by—oh, no, sorry, I misunderstood you.
8: Knocked off by Navy. Correct, Clip Rock. So, uh— And Navy was not looking very good.
2: Said that, too. Going into that game. Thank Oops. you. Thank you for, uh, Easy for you to say. You know, if you just repeat what I say— we could have a pretty good hour. We here. could have a pretty good hour here. Well, that ain't <laughs> I mean, who does that? Who who would repeat what somebody says right after they like, say that it, Chandler? It is just the stupidest thing. It is stupid. <laughs> that would never happen to uh I to, am to, to Chandler. <laughs> I um I you know listen
8: I thought this is where this program would be right now. At 3-2, and two, I went out on the limb and said it when it was against the grain. A lot of people were down and out after the Charleston Southern game. I had a feeling oh, that's why you're that all Sunday this night.
2: Hour. And we're going to get to that. Yeah, I know. I'm
8: just saying. I just feel, I, you know, I, I really like where this team is right now.
2: We're going to get to that.
8: Yeah. 5 o'clock. All right, hour. I'll say I'll say I'm not going to go too much. All right. Oh, I did have a request, though, by a number of people uh, for the 5 o'clock hour. Dusty? Yeah. The, the call in its entirety and we probably need to set up because like my kids heard that a lot and they didn't they're like dad why is he talking like that so i played them what are hard times <laughs> well they don't know that nor do they know dusty Rhodes. but i played for them the legendary interview the hard times interview and then they're like oh okay now yeah the guy that guy did sound pretty good
2: it was great uh, great call so uh we'll have dusty ready to go i believe i didn't know he was uh in New Bern these days I did not thought either. he was no longer with us. But what a
8: great... One of my favorite calls, maybe, to the fifth quarter. Do you have it in its entirety, or...? We'll have it ready okay. for All uh, right. 5 o'clock. Perfect. I love it. I All might right. want to lead the show with that. I'm so fired up about it. Show eight. started at 3. I meant, like, 5 o'clock hour. I'm the show sure. starts when You're Troy right. gets here. <laughs> no.
2: That is well established. Well, that would have
8: started 19 minutes ago. I, we should start the hour 3 with that.
2: All right. We will do that. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We will have Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Inside the Players' Lounge. A couple of hard hitters. They were in such a good mood. I saw Bruce even smile today. We saw some Bruce even's like, teeth. Yeah. I mean, that
8: is that is how positive things are right now.
2: Yeah. Much, uh, much easier to talk to Bruce when he's oh, got yeah. that smile on his face. Yes. Uh, so we'll have Bruce and Xavier coming up when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back inside the Players' Lounge after this.
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation or building needs run by ecu alumni david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions david price construction the proud ecu home services partner call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com now let's head back in to prl here's clip brock
2: back with you on a victory monday edition of pirate radio live you'll hear from holton ayler's coming up at five o'clock cj johnson at 5 30 as we'll go back inside the players lounge in hour number three of today's program and we'll do that right now with a couple of pirate linebackers as xavier smith and bruce bivens dropped by the pirate radio studios earlier on this monday to talk about the victory over the tulane green wave let's hear that right now all right, back with you inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Pirates coming off their third straight straight win. And uh, gentlemen, awesome performance on Saturday. Appreciate you being here again. How you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Xavier, uh, I heard you say, you know, you're, you're starting to feel it a little bit getting to this point in the season. We had a caller on the postgame show that said, I guarantee this, Tulane's going to be feeling it on Sunday. You guys were laying the wood uh, strong defensive performance, flying around. So, Xavier, when you look back at that one, uh, how did you think you uh, you played, and the defense played on Saturday? Um, I think the defense played great.
11: You know, we all did our job. We all flew around. You know, there was mistakes made, but we covered that up with playing hard. And if you play hard, run and hit, it covers up for a lot of mistakes that we have. And like any other week, it's important that we just see what we did wrong, see what's working for us, and then. Keep that going. It was a great team win. Forget about it after last night on to the next week.
2: And, Bruce, uh, if a guy was there to make the tackle, couldn't quite make it. There was two or three more Pirates to, to make the hit. You guys were swarming around. And just a,
12: a great performance on defense. How about you? How do you think you guys played? Um, I think we played I, – I feel like we played great. Um, We had, obviously have some things we need to work on. You know, we could always, you know, improve on, on things. But I feel like we played – you know, up to our standard of football, like playing physical, swarming to the ball. So I feel like we play to to our standard of football.
2: Xavier, I've heard you talk about the, the mental side of things and from a football standpoint, and also you talked about, you know, getting away from football and making sure that the mental health was good. And Mike Houston last week, was asked what's the most important thing you know for the team this was on Wednesday between now and game day Saturday and he said be mentally prepared be mentally prepared for the game so what all goes into that uh, as a player you do the the workouts you do the practice well what about the mental side of it how important is it and and how do you get your mind right for a big game on Saturday I mean I think it's the most important
11: piece because you know obviously me and Bruce we play a lot of football games here and like what comes with that is experience and like you see things throughout those years and one thing that stuck with me is like your mindset throughout everything so if you like you put your mind to one thing like the biggest thing you have like each week is what's on from the neck up so and then I have like a lot of NFL players like people that I know that's the most important they think like is crucial to being a football player and it's been working out for me you know it's been making me practice better you know it's making me take on things with like a more positive attitude and like i don't know how to describe it it's just like <laughs> but like you if just you're mentally <laughs> like if you're mentally there and like you have it in your mind like this is what I'm do like no one's going to stop me from doing this i feel like it is really beneficial to translate to the field like 9 times out of 10
2: Bruce your players all the time say the game slows down once you're you become experienced at this point in your career how much slower is it you know than it than it was when you came in as a freshman out of high school uh,
12: i can remember when i first got here I was trying to you know learn the plays and stuff like that it was just going by so fast but you know as time went on I obviously you know adapted to the game and everything slowed down like I could diagnose plays here and there like I mean yeah, I mean we've been playing football our whole life so you know it kind of go back to that whole mentality thing like you gotta have that 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 mindset when you're playing like I've been playing football my whole life so like you know it's just a
2: game. You guys held Tulane to 124 rushing yards on 31 carries, so that's four yards a carry. And defensive coordinators today saying to say, say the same thing they said in, like, the 1950s. You got to stop the run. That's always the key. Uh, you guys did a great job of that on Saturday. Uh, how were you able to execute that, Xavier? Uh, just doing our job, you know, running and hitting. I mean we like <laughs> running and hitting like
11: that's all we did <laughs> we just did our job you know trust the person beside you and that's all you can do uh, do your job trust your brother do their job and that's what we seen Saturday and it was important for the defense cuz we seen the standard we can play we talked about you know South Carolina game how we were all clicking we how we made mistakes and then Charleston Southern we had a kind of a setback so that was kind of like a wake up call and like now we see when we're gotcha. all doing our job you know trusting your brother do your job and just, like, go out there and compete. And we've seen what we can do, and we all do that. We're all on the same page. You know, they had 120 rushing yards, but some of those rushing yards, it was self-inflicted. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we could have been better. So, like, it's a still great defensive performance, so, like, you still have to criticize yourself, be your biggest critic, and see what you can do better for the next week.
2: A lot more fun to learn from those after a big win, like you guys had Saturday, I'm sure. And... Sure. uh bruce those um stopping the run leads to them throwing more and that leads to you guys rushing and that leads to interceptions and we saw that on saturday as well jaquan mcmillan that's yeah. all he does is get picks yeah uh, warren Sabe is a guy that's been around a long time with you guys and uh he is uh he's been good on special teams he's been good in the secondary and it was nice to see him uh make a play and uh and get his name called because he's played a lot of football here
11: yeah oh, yeah that's my roommate uh Warren okay. Underdog, but his presence is always felt on the field. You know, he works hard, you know, just like during the summer, you know, he'll motivate me to get up and work, like, even though I don't want to do so. He definitely works super hard, and he deserves everything
2: coming his way. And you guys uh, are are now seeing the wins come. That's three in a row, and you guys bust your tails. You have for years, but sometimes you don't get that result you want in a game. So – how nice is it, Bruce? You've been around a long time. First three game winning streak, I guess, Man. since you've been here, to to get the uh, the fruits of your labor. Get a win with all that hard work
12: you put in. I mean, it, it feels real good to, you know, you know, get what you worked for. Um, especially me being here for, you know, last four four years or whatever. Um, it just it just feel it just feel real good to to have a, a winning streak and knowing that we got what we worked for. So uh, hopefully we could keep that up and and keep moving forward and growing up for that. Yeah, Bruce Bivens here is a parent in the players
2: lounge brought to you by Greenville auto world. Greenville auto world is your home for awesome selection of late model cars and trucks. Plus a full service department. If you need new tires or lift kit for your truck, they got you covered there too. Greenville auto world on highway 43 in Greenville. Uh, and uh, Bruce, they do some awesome work
12: over there. Got a great selection of vehicles as well. Yes. Whatever you need far as like your vehicle, If you know anyone that need a car you know you need some work done you know go to greenville auto world tim will definitely take care of you you know he's probably one of the best in the business his business is great he's probably the best in in greenville so go go visit greenville auto world
2: yeah you want to trust your precious vehicle with good people and uh tim's certainly a good person and uh we'll get you taken care of got bruce Bivens, xavier smith here in the pirate radio studios you guys Uh, We'll now get ready for UCF. uh, High-powered offense, another road trip to Orlando. Have you started to – heck, you guys have seen them on the field uh, quite a bit. Have you looked in – they got a new head coach, different quarterback with Dylan Gabriel out. So, have you had a chance to look at them yet, Xavier? Uh, Like every Monday. We
11: we take a deep dive into them uh, on our Monday. So, after we get out of here, we'll go watch a little bit of film. You know, obviously, like, they have three different quarterbacks. You know, Dylan Gabriel was – Like, he got his opportunity, made the most out of it. So, this is a new quarterback. He brings something different to the table. So, we just have to watch film on him, like, dating back to even, like, his high school film because he's a true freshman and just see, like... What's his strengths and his weaknesses and then see what we can do to get the great win on Saturday.
2: They got a good uh home field advantage there in Orlando, but uh, talking to you guys, you like that, right? You okay. want you like your crowd and, and it you're okay if
12: they're against you too, right, Bruce? Yeah. We like we like coming in as the underdogs. You know, you know, underdogs always come out on top, so you know, we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, great
2: performance on Saturday and one more thing about Last week, Xavier, you mentioned it, that the preparation, the focus wasn't there as much as it needed to be uh, for for the team heading into Charleston Southern. Mike Houston, it looks like uh, he corrected that, and kudos to you players. You guys uh, certainly corrected that as well. How how much, um, I guess, props do you give to your performance, the preparation that you had leading up to that game on Saturday? I mean, it's all about how you practice and then that translates to the field. Um,
11: We all seen it, you know, like the coach just said, like Big John, he talked to us um, after the game on Saturday. He said, all the plays we made, you can see that translate from a play that we had in practice. And I truly believe that, you know, we all took this game super serious. We all knew what we wanted to be, the defense we wanted to be, the team we wanted to be. So we just took that mentality and, like, hopefully, like, embrace the wins, celebrate your wins, but also act like you've been there before. And I think that's important that we as leaders have to emphasize on the team because we have a lot of young guys, and it's easy to just get a win and then kind of get, like, not, like, like lazy, but, like... Complacent. Yeah, yeah. complacent right. and feel like you're entitled to something. But it's important that we just harp on those guys. Like, you know, it's a new week. Like, we've seen what we can do. We've seen how we practice. We have to do that each and every week if we want to be the team we want to say we want to be. Sorry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah well said. Well, the Pirates are 3-2, and two. You win this week, that'll be four. You need six to get to a bowl. Now, I don't know how much you guys think about this or talk about this. It's one week at a time. <laughs> but, Bruce... Uh- Know you want to get there? Is that something you you think about, talk about during the week, or do you, you worry about that when it gets here?
12: I mean, of course. I mean, why not? You know, shoot for the stars. Like, obviously, you know, we want to go to a ball game. We want to win. So, you know, we working towards that. You know, everything you do in your life should be like, you know, headed towards your goals yep. and your your vision. You know, write the vision, make it plain. So, and that's what we're trying to do here. Good stuff.
2: Talking to Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith today inside the Players' Lounge. Thanks again Greenville Auto World and Tim Sutton for their support of Bruce Bivens and the Players' Lounge right here on Pirate Radio. Gentlemen, uh, have a good trip to Orlando. Great week of practice, and uh, we'll rejoin you next Monday. Let's try to make it four in a row. Sure. uh, Appreciate it.
12: Thank you you all.
2: Pirate linebackers Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens inside the Players' Lounge. Great to hear. From those guys after a hard-hitting great defensive performance on Saturday for East Carolina. And uh, Bruce Bivens' appearance brought to you by the fine folks at Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Uh, Thanks to Tim Sutton and uh, his support for that and uh, Troy D, the defense was hidden on Saturday. You were talking to the guys when they were in here earlier uh, about the two lane players that were feeling it uh, there at dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Yeah, they put uh, hurting on their defense and then they hurt their defense literally. I mean, I, how many guys were
8: carried off the field? Like three, four. I, I lost track, but uh, that was a hard hitting game by our defense. Probably one of the best performances I've seen by this defense in a long time, and. Um, it was impressive, and if they bring that type of intensity every game,
2: there's no telling what could happen. Uh, Troy, uh, the race goes final in Talladega. Bubba Wallace getting his first career victory as a, in Are a rain shortened race. This Is a Buck scoreboard alert? This is a Buck leaderboard uh, report, and uh, Bubba Wallace with the win. Uh Redbeard is following us and uh, watching the race, and he says... Big Ed Watkins in Victory Lane. He was the gas man, according oh, to the broadcast. Nice for the twenty three team today.
8: We do have it on here in the studio. I will be looking. So maybe for we'll Big see Ed. him uh,
2: up here. I'll shoot him a text. Congratulate
8: him. This is awesome. Now we were joking that you know it looks like they could have continued this thing. You know, was it's not raining there now. You know, they they still got three more hours of daylight. Is this one of these deals where they just NASCAR wants to have Bubba Wallace as a winner? Now, when has
2: NASCAR ever done something like this
8: before? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I was like, this is getting a little more scripted than professional wrestling. But, I saw um, right when they, but went, I'll take it because I've got the yeah, the God second place
2: finisher, yeah. Brad Kislowski. Yeah, I saw, uh, and boy, NASCAR fans are all over this too. The right when it went to rain and they said they're going to drive the track and keep racing, I saw a lot of replies on Twitter like. Well, they would have called it if Chase Elliott was – like, NASCAR fans have their own conspiracies about every little thing. They did give it a little bit of time. There is some sunlight in the camera yeah. shot here. Yeah. But uh, they're calling it, and Bubba Wallace is going to pick up the win today.
8: First uh, win for – major victory for him.
2: Yeah, at, so. the, uh, at the Cup Series. So uh, congratulations to, uh, to the 23 team. I guess that's the first victory since uh, Jordan's yeah. been involved too and Denny Hamlin uh, with that team. So uh, let's uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We will have part two of our NFL recap from Sunday. We'll do that to close out the hour and then more player interviews. We'll go back inside the Players' Lounge with Holden Aylers at 5 o'clock, CJ Johnson at 5.30, and have a lot more for you. We'll also open up the booty bag on a Monday here on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Greenville Utilities' Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation. And GU GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor-to-Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clipper Ott. Back with you, our number two. Two. Is that your guy up there, Troy?
2: You are sure that's him? Big Ed? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's Big
8: Ed. His beard's a little longer. Take a picture of him. Yeah.
2: Honestly, here's it's a compliment. He looks, uh, he's been in the game for a long time. Yeah, that's looking, big Ed. yeah, he's looking young. Is uh, is what I was thinking. You think so? I do. There, I mean, that's Big Ed right there. He looks good, and he's a big dude because Bubba Wallace is standing in front of me. You can still see Big whoa, Ed. Whoa, hold on a second. Uh oh. <laughs>
8: <clears throat> you? <laughs> I think it is big. I do think it is big. Well, Big Ed's put on a few lbs then.
2: <laughs> You're it's the big, one saying it's on.
8: Him. I'm trying to see if this says Watkins on his thing. That's him. I just think he's put on a few pounds. It is a bigger big ed. Big Ed's even bigger than he was. All right. That's big Ed. I sent him a congratulations uh text earlier.
2: Okay, we'll see if he sends it back yeah. and says that's not me or thank you.
8: No, I think it's him. I just think he's that's it's definitely him. Okay. Yeah. That's great to see. I'm 99% sure that his hey, uh,
6: <laughs> Wait, call him and see if he answers the phone. Live well, I don't him.
8: think he's got his... He's on the... Uh, yeah, but see podium. if he checks it. Like, I don't think he has his phone <laughs> on him at the yeah, race, so. does he? Like, he probably has it in the truck. That's the that test. Enough.
2: That's the live test. Well, they're going uh, away you from the broadcast you, now. You, all right, you think... Should I buzz him right now, put on speaker, see if he answers? Well, we were just saying while he's... Uh, while he's there? Like, on TV. But I yeah, you can still do it. It was a joke, Troy. Oh. You gotta well, keep
8: i'll just see if he answers right now
2: all right let's we'll right, see on. uh
8: let's put it on speaker see if he says anything maybe he's maybe he can do it now that he's
2: off the podium we had reports that he was the gas man all for right. the 23 we, today we believe big ed Watkins was
8: on the winning team for
2: nascar once again
8: this guy's kind of the tom brady of the pit pit road there's the analogy we were looking for Great pirate, by the way, for you younger pirates. Your
7: call has been forwarded to an automatic
8: voice message system. You leave a message? Yeah, let's leave a message. Zero. You want to join it? You can. All right, I don't want to say what I want
2: to put zero. the number out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> you you
10: All right.
2: right, good good call there, Troy. That was a option. pro move. Big
8: Ed does it again. Congratulations, a champion. Live on the air with you, Troy D. Clip Brock congratulations big
2: ed we're 99 percent sure that was you we just want to confirm troy's 100 percent. i'm 52 percent sure uh great win with the 23 though today yeah so call us back
8: or just text me and let me know and we'll report back to pirate nation keep up the good work brother
2: thank right. you chandler harrell sending us uh the team event rosters and says it is him yeah so but there they did we the go
8: side view his like it, as i said i think he's put on a few lbs which made it threw you off a little bit but that is big ed watkins i saw it in his eyes i could see it's it in it, his it's eyes in the
2: eyes his eyes had were unchanged so thank you chandler yeah. uh for sending us that on twitter it is indeed ed watkins picking up the win today as a gas yeah. man
8: that's definitely it and his beard now i will say what i think was throwing you off the beard is longer than it normally is so it gave him a different look he looks a little different
2: than the last time i saw him.
8: correct he, he usually has a very close almost like five o'clock shadow and this beard had like a, a long, kind of almost pointy hook to, to
2: it, you okay. know? All right. We got it. Yeah.
8: For, for those listening on radio that couldn't see what we're talking about, I was just trying to paint the picture clip.
2: Let's continue on our week four NFL recap. We'll get back to the Players Lounge coming up at five o'clock. The Cleveland Browns are three and one, a bit of a uh, boring defensive game in Minnesota, 14 to seven uh the browns victorious and right now uh one of the front runners there in that afc north uh also yesterday i called it on friday chandler did you listen to our friday picks you're not a part of the picks until you get back so do you listen to that segment anymore
6: uh here and there i listened to about 20% of it.
2: My call of the weekend was the New York Giants, not just plus the points, but I took the Giants outright. Brock's lock of the week, and it did hit. Wow. As the Giants beat the Saints 27 to 21 in overtime, their first win of the year, the Saints fall to two and two. I did not call the Jets beating the Titans in overtime. But the New York Jets get their first win of the year as the Titans were without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and they fell. Derrick Henry at 157 yards was not enough as the Jets pick up a win. Chiefs blow out the Eagles in Philadelphia, 42-30. to That score, the Cardinals beat the Rams. How surprised were you to see the Rams a week after looking like the best team in the nfl the when they knocked off the bucks cardinals go in there put up 37 points they're 4-0 and wow I'm, i need to go back because i did send you picks thinking that i was still a part of this nope you're not and then you get back. i was heartbroken quickly that was a decision brought up by glenn griffin and i co-signed on it that and, if that's, if,
6: and that's fine
2: that's, yeah
6: yeah I, i'm totally fine with that but if I'll you're not honest. here you're not a part of the pick absolutely i took the rams and my, like,
2: non-existent picks. they <laughs> picks that don't matter. Uh, the Cardinals knocking off the Rams yesterday, 37-20. to It was the Seahawks bouncing back with a win on the road at the 49ers. Big day for Russell Wilson. His three touchdowns beat the, uh, the 49ers. goes Broncos have lost for the first time in 2021. Ravens 23, Broncos 7. A bit of drama ah. at the end of that game. As the Ravens, I guess, have a record of 100 yard rushing games consecutively. So they ran a play instead of taking a knee at the end to get to 102 rushing yards. Today, Broncos coach Vic Fangio said, said it was BS and he was not surprised because that's how uh, Jim Harbaugh runs the operation in Baltimore. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that there was that much drama between those two. So, so he's I- never seen it before.
6: Dodge the bullets because shots have been fired.
2: He, who? What? Did he say he's never seen anything like that before? Yeah, and it was yeah. BS. But yeah. he said he was not surprised because that's how Baltimore, you know, runs their yeah. operation, calling them Bush League or whatever. So, mm. uh, if they meet in the playoffs, that could be interesting. But I don't know if Denver will uh, will win enough to get into the playoffs this year. The Ravens are three and one. Packers beat the Steelers twenty seven seventeen. It is uh, it's time to hang it up if you're Big Ben. They uh, they look really bad on offense. How old is Big Ben? Big Ben he came into the league with Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers who are 40? retired now. Forty um, some is he? Forty one? He is thirty nine. Okay. He will be forty in March, and uh, about time for him to yeah. hang it up. Troy Day. But Brady wants to play
8: now. He said till he's fifty.
2: Tom Brady. It doesn't matter how old he is. He continues to get it done. Wasn't great last night, but, no, but was, it was good also enough. Terrible conditions raining conditions mac jones looked pretty good he did 275 he did two touchdowns good. yeah had an interception and uh i tell you i i didn't care that much about the drama side of it i was more watching to see could belichick stop the bucks and tom brady and for the most part the answer was yes their defense yeah. did a good job against tom brady and the bucks
8: we're you differ i was watching exclusively for the drama part
2: if you didn't
6: know any better you would have thought the Super Bowl was being played in October. You would have thought that Super Bowl was last night. They, the buildup and the, everything? The buildup, yeah. the pregame, yeah. everything.
8: Well, they definitely maximized it and, and you know,
2: juiced it for all it was worth. I'm glad it turned out to be a good game, I, yeah. uh, or I would not have stuck around for it. So at the end of the game, uh, by the way, Nick Folk misses a field goal. A lot of of criticism on Belichick there for kicking a 50-some-yard field goal in bad weather instead of going for it on fourth and three. Because even if you make that field goal, Tom Brady still has 57 seconds and two timeouts to work with. Which would have been a great storyline. Maybe he was trying to set up that. Maybe he wanted Brady to get the ball to see if he could stop him at the end of the game. And if you
8: remember, at the beginning of the game, the uh, Buccaneers kicker missed a chip shot. I mean, it was like an extra point, and it sailed wide right. So not Ryan suck up. Yeah, not a good night for the kickers. Did um something about Brady? Oh, I you know, for all the NBC was pumping it up pregame, they showed the Patriots run out to the field for the first time. But when it was time for the the Buccaneers to run out, you know, right before the game, they went to commercial. Did you notice that? They didn't even show that. I did not. I saw the Brady That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Buccaneers, you know, Brady run out on the Let's field. Go! I find out what the reaction was going to be.
2: I saw the Brady, uh, I saw it on social media. He came out and did his patented run across the field and do the fist pump in the yeah. end zone. I
8: heard they cheered him when he came out onto the field, mm-hmm. but then booed him when he came out kind of onto the
2: game. Which I thought was a, a good move. Yeah, kind of split the difference. Like once the game starts, right. we're rooting against you, yeah. but we still love you right. type of thing. So I think the, the fans did it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, Redbeard saying McDonald's and DoorDash. I guess part of the uh, the twenty three car paying the off for Big Ed. Team. Yeah.
8: yeah, I'm not saying you don't get a name being Big Ed by not being big, right? Yeah, they don't call him Big Ed. Yeah, for nothing. Big Ed is definitely he might be bigger Ed now. <laughs>
2: His name is bigger Ed. I mean, I'm just you know we all struggle as we get older. All right, Troy, you always do this. You 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 say I'm not saying anything. You didn't even and, recognize the guy clip. You're right. And then for a split second, you were questioning yourself. I know. Well, I get sold easily.
8: I was Just, talking about his face. I had a debate with Ellerby over the weekend that I was ended up being right on, but Ellerby was making the case like, oh, here's my case, you know, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, maybe you're right. I look at it from both sides. I could easily be sold. <laughs> okay so <I'm> saying, my <laughs> point was so you started selling me that maybe it's not it why i'm like well you
6: know, i was not biggest. trying
2: to do that i was just wondering i wanted to salesman
6: be salesman being easily sold
2: i wanted to be accurate on the air which you should appreciate yes
8: shortly. i do appreciate that and congratulations to big ed watkins a great friend of the station great friend of mine
2: all okay, right moving on yeah.
8: Hopefully, he'll be here for the Thursday night game. A lot of times he's able to come down for
2: those Thursday games. That's right. We so have one, one of those guests of the station uh, coming up later on this month. I love Big Ed. And there's, uh, they're, they're winding down the season. So uh, if not that Thursday, hopefully yep. postseason. Boy, he, he brings his
8: whole crew too, boy. Whew.
2: A, a lot better, of mouse better, to feed. We better pack some extra pirate beverages that game. Uh, a couple other notes on the Bucks Patriots game. A very short hug between Belichick and Brady. Looked along by the photo but reporters did make it clear that after the game they apparently had like a 20-minute meeting and all yeah. that brady uh had a, a longer embrace with josh mcdaniels and his old I, teammates i after think it game. was
6: josh mcdaniels having a long embrace with brady because i think he didn't want to let go like
2: come on miss me. you please what's brady doing like <laughs> the, the pat like all right this hug's right, over yeah like the, the hug the is awkward over, all right yeah. okay okay well then you had the
8: owner with a long conversation too beforehand like pregame a, well,
2: yeah in the tunnel. Yeah, they put that out there. That. The
8: Patriots put that out there really quick. Yeah. But you got to figure those guys probably still talk and text back and forth, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this isn't like the first time they've talked since he's left. This is just show business now for the cameras. But
2: we only see yeah. what happens right after the game. So like that's what we go off of, but you and but you got to imagine. You're right that these guys talk to each other. Yeah. So what they do right after the game is not a big deal anyway. Right? I mean, it's but like we make it. In, you know, we right. make it into a big. deal. It's like deal.
8: we talk here, but then there's a whole life outside of here that you communicate and do stuff.
2: A lot of people got to know. Uh, is it Steve Belichick? Yeah, you know what?
8: Uh, that I believe so. And I took a picture of him because
2: I thought, what a weirdo he this was compared guy is. to uh, Joe Dirt i was like this guy it was cause... compared to um <laughs> what's the movie where my... the guy gets the dart in the neck with will ferrell oh yeah uh
8: is that old school old school yeah, yeah. dude you got a dart in your neck He looks is like this that bad? Guy. is this bad uh i i don't know well, i missed the part with the tongue that he did i've seen that all over twitter that was gross yeah he had a and lot then, like, he had some weird looks to him and i'm like and then i'm wondering maybe this guy's on the spectrum
2: yeah, you know? he's. I mean,
8: I'm not I'm being serious about that. Well,
2: I talked about it with Glenn earlier. He's either he doesn't seem right to me. He's either off or he's doing like a Andy Kaufman type Borat type. That could thing be where he's playing he knows. a role.
8: Yeah, he knows he's on camera.
2: Because if not, he's got he's got a mullet, weird faces. Yeah he knows he's on at one time they were showing belichick on the camera and he came creeping up behind and somebody said that he st- the headphones he has on has the producer's mic in it instead of the uh the team up at the top and stuff like the nbc's telling him where to be on the sidelines and the faces to make
8: Oh uh, steve can you not be
2: so weird on this national game please and he's doing Gene Simmons' Steve, kiss Steve, keep stuff. your tongue
8: in your mouth for this game, can you, can you? Quit being so creepy, Steve.
2: I'm glad, you know. Good for him. His dad's Bill Belichick. Because I don't know if he's employed by anything. <laughs> That's like, what I was thinking. My son asked me that. He said, "Tyler said, Dad, if this guy's not Bill Belichick's
8: son, does he? Is he their? Uh, what is it? Their defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator? He's a defensive coach. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna look at his official title. You got him making the faces. I said, No, he probably's not. He he's their patriots outside linebackers coach yeah defensive coach
6: you got him making those facial expressions and he's got a dad that makes no facial expressions
2: and goes (laughs) yeah (laughs) he got all the personality coach what's going on with your son there (sighs) (sighs) you saw the same thing i saw yeah Yeah, speaking
8: of what what um coach of tampa bay what's that just went blank on his name bruce bruce Bruce. what does he
2: wear it looks like uh The bomb? Yes. I don't see any other coach wear it like that or whatever it is. Do you? If they give up more than 20 points in a quarter, it explodes. Like, what?
8: What is he wearing? It is like like in this day and age of technology, how heavy is that thing? And why is he wearing it like a, a... a vest you'd see in like Iraq or something.
2: Other coaches are wearing it what, on their belt, I guess, or Yeah, it's just look. a weird look. He wears it's... it strapped across his chest like a suicide bomb. Yes. And it's huge. Yeah, every game. It is just so distracting. And it's out there in the rain, like Yeah, like that looks like it'd be a bigger
8: night. problem. Like I don't think I'd want it that close to my chest and could create a heart attack situation or something. That's his electrical
2: vault. Steve Spurrier had a visor. Yes. This guy's got a bomb on his <laughs> chest. <laughs> That's his like, sideline apparel. So you know that's going to be a great Halloween gag for somebody. Oh yeah, the Bruce uh, oh, Bruce yeah. Arians. He'd look. be he'd be easy to
8: dress up as.
2: All right, uh, Troy D tonight to wrap up week four. Good matchup. We'll have it here on Pirate Radio. Raiders at Chargers. Raiders are three and O. Chargers are two and one. I say the Raiders lose their first game tonight. What do you think about Zay and the Raiders against the Chargers?
8: Uh, I think you might be right. You know, it seems like Raiders are almost maybe believing their own headlines. I wonder if they're starting to get too hyped up about who they are. You want to ask Coach Gruden about that? Real uh, quick? I, I would. I saw. I did see Zay Jones' dad here this weekend, Robert Jones. Oh, it was man. good to see. him great to see Robert um, but what, what's uh, Coach Gruden what do you think about tonight
6: yeah man i tell you what man Justin Herbert man I tell you I looked a lot of film I, that's all I do man I don't even eat man the only thing I do is watch film and I watch film on Justin Herbert man and I think he's going to throw it all over the yard man what about will it be we're a, going to lose man <laughs> oh, say, What win? I'm saying is we're going to lose man. <laughs> oh, Okay so a loss so I we... went to Dayton <laughs> okay. I know my stuff
2: All right thanks coach so, Gruden We're all in agreement Appreciate Raiders it. lose tonight What are the uh coach Smith real quick we're going to take a break but what are the keys tonight for the Raiders defense coach Rick Smith
8: You want to take a guess <laughs> I'm going to guess probably stop the, the pass Ra- No Oh oh oh
2: Stop the pass. I think that's it, right?
8: No. No. Uh, no contain, hey. contain the pass.
2: Stop the
8: run. And pass the ball. Let's take a Option? Damn, let's
6: take a damn break. <laughs> you <Y'all> don't <laughs> listen to it. Th- word I say.
2: Do we remind like, you
6: of anyone? You remind me of Josh Hoffman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's take a time out. We're playing the hits here today on Pirate Radio Live when we return. We'll hear from Holden Aylers inside the Players Lounge. Later on, C.J. Johnson live on the Fixed NC Live line. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock.
2: Back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Victory Monday, hour number three as we roll along. We've already heard from Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, Xavier Smith, Bruce Bivens. We've got uh, Holt Naylor's coming up in just a moment and CJ Johnson later on this hours they'll join us inside the players lounge as we uh, talk about a pirate victory over Tulane and Troy D alongside Troy um, you have picked the Pirates to win outright every game ECU has been an underdog when the line came out I use that clarifier because ECU was the favorite against South Carolina that shifted to South Carolina being being a favorite now I'm going to I'm gonna take away week one because that was Troy D buying into some off-season hype, being yeah. excited about Week One, yeah. and you pick the Pirates. That's 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 Troy D. We're used to that, yeah. but this Troy D that has had these feelings on the road at Marshall as a double-digit dog, and and here at home against Tulane, a team that's beat ECU three times in a row, a team that's favored in Greenville at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. You pick the Pirates. You had a feeling there. Yeah, this is kind of a. This is a different Troy D. It's a weird clip. But it's kind of like I almost feel like i have
8: kind of – after that first game, I got that irrational exuberance out of my system. And got I've that And I've kind out. of been the voice of reason in many ways. And I, I think back to when ECU was 0-2, App State – after the App State loss in South Carolina. And all this is on tape and people can go hear it. And There was a lot of doom and gloom. People were really down. And I remember coming on with you that Monday clip and saying, look, I just don't feel – that bad. I feel like ECU took South Carolina to the wire. I remember saying it, it took the Gamecocks to the last play of the game to beat ECU and if this was a Pirate team a few years ago, three, four years ago they would have got smoked by this Gamecock team and I just said let's not all, there's a lot of football left in front of us. Let's take a deep breath because I said if the Pirates beat Marshall, it's a game changer. It kind of changes the whole outlook of the season and, and I felt that they would go up there and respond indeed they did and then they came back and they had what I call a Ugly win against Charleston Southern, and then again, people were doom and gloom. It was ter- and I was like, "Hey, look, co- take a deep breath, calm down. We're two and two in non-conference play. That's what everybody wanted going into the season. If they come back and they beat Tulane, you're three and two, and anything's possible. And I felt they would do that, and they did. And then everybody's like fired up. Man, I heard it on the fifth quarter, and it, it, look, I'm excited that people are excited. I'm excited myself, but let's tap the brakes." Let's tape it. Just like I said, let's take a deep breath when things weren't going good. Let's take a deep breath when things are going good. Let's calm down. We haven't gotten to a bowl yet. Let's not get overexcited. There's still a lot of football to be played. We're at the halfway point after this season, but I just want to tap the brakes a little bit. I don't want to go crazy. Go. This is an eight, nine win season. Now, could it be possibly or could it be? A three win season <clears throat> let's wait and see how the thing plays out but right now i really like how east carolina is being has playing i love the energy and the effort we saw last saturday against tulane but i'm just saying let's just focus one game at a time right now and not get ahead of ourselves and who knows what could be in store but i'm not ready to say oh this
2: team has turned the corner just yet wow I, i'm not sure quite how to uh handle and talk to this troy day this is a different troy day yeah, I'm just trying to be reasonable. Reasonable D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now the question is, I'm like uh, Tyrone Biggums, the Chappelle show character, kind of scratching, you got any more of them feelings? I need some more uh, of them feelings, Troy.
8: I know it's I, I would be disingenuous if I said I do right now. I and don't, I don't want that. I don't I, I, don't, I, need the genuine thought, I don't I'm I i do I'm I'm kind of as I look into the crystal ball for this Saturday, it's 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 hazy. Okay, it's blurry. Is it purple hazy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to Friday to wait till I have a. I don't have All right, a feeling. You're right back now. on Friday. Yeah, or I do, not, I do not have a feeling either way about this game right now. Here's something
2: else I like about I, this new Troy D. It, usually, you're a big save it for the show guy. Hey, I'll tell you Friday. I'm not right. ready. Last week, you put out your prediction on I, Sunday night. I, <laughs> I felt so strong about it.
8: And a lot of people did not. A lot of people did not see that. Now, I will say this about the Pirates. I did think ECU would beat Tulane. I was stunned at how bad they beat, and bad by I mean good, how bad they beat these guys down. Like, even I don't think I saw it that you big You didn't have Atlanta. them scoring 52. I did not. <clears throat> I did not. I thought they'd be victorious, but I'd be disingenuous if I said, oh, I saw that type of play coming. I thought, I remember saying, I think they, would you know, it could go down to the wire of victory. But I give East Carolina cr- credit. Finally, you know they and they put their and now look coming out of half, it was a little slow. Another bad third quarter it, it, that that could have that could have derailed this team. But in the past, but they didn't let it get them down, and they got back on track and they kept their foot on the gas. And so, that's what
2: I like to see. Point being, you you don't have to wait till Friday if you correct if you're on the way home tonight at a stoplight and it hits you, pull over, go ahead and put it out there. All right, fair enough. For, whenever you're, I mean, yeah. Whenever it hits you. Cause now, right, cause... I really, I think, man, if ECU could pull this off this weekend. Is this a could you imagine? Could
8: you imagine? Four straight wins. Could have been five. Uh, I know. Should have
2: been five. I try not to think about South Carolina.
8: Should have been five and one if the Pirates are victorious Saturday. Man. I mean, then it's a whole new ball game right there, my friends. But. Four and two could be looking pretty good too.
2: That would be super sweet halfway through the
8: season. This would be a legit, what I call a legitimate win. I don't care who their quarterback is. You're still going on the road against a tough UCF team. This if they go if they pull this one off. This is a legit road win right here.
2: I think they already had one of those this year. They
8: did against Marshall.
2: But I'm talking about conference. Yeah, legit road win. And we keep saying this is the first fill in the blank in a while that would be the first legit conference road win in a a while yeah because i mean do you call uconn a legit conference win we don't call that a legit win at all right no matter if it's home road space right no matter where it is i'd have
8: to look in the media guide to see when the last time ec's had a legit
2: road win in the conference yeah all right well when you get that feeling one way or the other let us know because uh
8: but i will tell you the feeling i did get i'm so i'm so pumped up about this team now I made an impulse buy, Clip Rock. This was not even in the plans, not even on the radar, not even being considered. I was headed to Atlantic Beach this weekend to watch the game with some friends. On, what is it? Is it going to be ESPN Plus? They announced what the game's going to be on?
2: Yes, but I do not know. Um, And I'm checking right now. Troy D is so fired up about
8: this pirate performance. He put his money where his mouth is. And he bought an airline ticket and he will be live in Orlando to watch the Pirates play. Troy,
2: Troy D will not need ESPN plus this weekend. No. Because you're gonna be in the bounce house. I will be there. I got so fired up, went ahead and pulled the trigger today. All right.
8: I mean I'm all in on this road trip.
2: I like it. That that's how I, you know, feel about it off the air. Phil Sims said it first, yeah. now Troy D saying it. I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> It'll be there on Saturday. Well, at least Orlando. At right. least in the area. Kissimmee. Yeah. Kissimmee. Whatever you call yeah, it. Kiss-a-me. Kiss-a-me. Hey, kiss-a-me. Yeah, Kissimmee. me. Hey, me. All right.
8: Uh, Where's the Villages? Is
2: that nearby? I hear that's a fun place.
8: Mm, you ever heard of the Villages? Not familiar. I got a bunch of friends that I know that have retired there. Oh. You haven't heard of the Villages? It's like the number one retirement community in the country. Troy, I
2: don't hang out Same. with 60-year-old people, <laughs> so no, I haven't. <laughs>
8: Is it? Is that bad that I even know that? You haven't oh, heard man. of it. It's like swingers for old
2: people. I've what heard of about? Del Boca Vista because that's where uh... Google the villages, man. No, do it, man. Why? It's a wild time, man. <laughs> I heard the shovel board's <laughs> crazy. Down Those there. old people got a lot of time on their hands if you know what I mean, man. All right. Well, maybe you can see some of your buddies at the villages. You'll be the hot young guy exactly. there. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Have you man. been like tanning all summer so you I'm can pick dying. up some pick up some. Women you know what i'm villages? talking about man <laughs> they got a lot of money down there man <laughs> some hot babes <laughs> all right the villages yeah okay couple a of 65 year old babes man all right you're hot stuff down there all right let's uh i think it's right by orlando for real okay i, I right. believe you okay let's take a time out troy and we'll come back we'll hear from Holden nailers hold nailers looking forward to catching up with qb1 and after that uh cj johnson gonna join us as well we'll go back inside the players lounge and make you a winner On this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this.
5: and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock
2: all right back with you on pirate radio live real quick uh last segment talking about troy d going to orlando for east carolina and the ucf and troy was talking about the villages is that what you yeah used? villages villages yeah. and like um hot spot to retire down there i had not heard of it and i, I said yeah. that is because i don't have a lot of you know i don't hang out with people in their Yeah, I, I
8: just know some people that have from greenville that have left greenville to retire there
2: i saw kenny on youtube and uh hired for life on twitter both saying hey now clip is easy on the over 60s group we're not that bad to hang out with yeah no people. doubt that's fine i just don't yeah, have don't age shame clip I, I, all i said was i don't have people in their 60s in my inner circle and it would be kind of weird if i did um and in about 20 years from now i'll have a lot of people in their 60s yeah that i You're hang out be with. Googling,
8: where's that villages again that troy d was telling me about 20 years ago
2: i'm just not there yet so i'm glad uh yeah. that you folks are cool and yeah. uh and all that it's just you know you do. how many people in their 30s do you hang out with I'm assuming not a lot so. oh you assume wrong I identify as a 30 year old clip Troy me. you identify looking by at your pictures as maybe 21, 22 yeah I know
8: I roll in a lot of different circles don't try and typecast me
2: I was talk, I referring roll to Kenny and to Pirate oh, for Life yeah but you I, think you are still twenty-one to eighty-one? I hang out with student everyone in, in between. Yeah.
8: <laughs> Speaking of East Carolina, by the way, if I was a student in East Carolina, I would kick that kid's ass that uh, ass. ruined the statue on campus. Well, they and
5: did make an arrest. On good. That case. And if yeah, that Judge
8: was, Troy D was ruling on that case, life, life sentence life for that young
2: prison. man. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go death penalty. With
8: uh, I would have. I thought that was a little extreme uh he did try and kill the pirate though a reasonable d is only going life sentence i'm trying yeah. i'm trying to overreact clip like i would have in my younger days so yeah. life sentence is enough for him all right yeah lock him up yeah that was ridiculous. send a message what a jackass yeah it's disgusting if you haven't seen it it's been There's on video online. of it and, oh, and wow. by
5: the way the, that particular person was not an ecu student yes
2: he, he
6: he was from raleigh
8: those damn Raleigh
6: kids. Yeah, a
2: lot of troublemakers up there. They pee in their own stands, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> probably
8: a wolf pack guy. Could be. Uh, all right, by the way, and if you're looking for that video, you're probably not going to see it on Facebook because Facebook's suffering a major outage today. And still, uh, we are not broadcasting on Facebook right now. We are on YouTube Live and will be archived on YouTube. So go to our uh, YouTube page. If you can't find our YouTube page, you can go to our website. And the link is right there on the homepage, pr927fm.com. And it'll take you right to our pirate radio tv youtube page and we're also on all radio stations we're on the internet on our website, on the TuneIn app so there's plenty of places to listen but uh facebook man they're in they're in big trouble man <laughs> i tell you what man and that uh, includes good, all the
5: facebook owned apps that includes instagram What's app? whatsapp yep. all of those are all down
8: so they are uh actually they're not all they're saying is we know it's a problem we're working on it uh, there is some discussion of whether it was sabotage and whether they've been hacked or it was an internal error that has caused this. Of course, uh, Facebook
2: has not been getting good publicly. The They're, timing's weird, right, because of they, an interview They just last did time.
8: six... Uh, whistleblower blower was on 60 Minutes last night talking about some of their internal problems with the way they run their business. They uh, Some of the executives got grilled on, on Capitol Hill last week. This has been a uh, bad week or so for Facebook, but they've got some major... Uh, issues going on with the site right now and there's a lot of rumors out there as far as how, how widespread this thing could be and who's behind it
6: it's a bummer man because i watch a lot of film on the cusa on facebook man <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh just think if, if our, our game,
8: football just, game yeah thank you holy crap god, thank god we're on espn plus and not facebook live pretty
2: I mean. sure marshall's got one like this weekend right yeah, yeah, on their facebook. whole season's on facebook <laughs> they may or may not have it fixed wow at what time. a bummer that would have been so yeah glad yeah. it happened today and not then all
8: right, uh, Yo, Troy D. Luckily, my friend just texted me, though. He did say, luckily, my OnlyFans page has not been affected. So, hmm. so for all you fans out there.
2: <laughs> Chandler gave you the... Oh, come the on, man. That
8: was nah, funny, man. man. We're not talking about that, man. You're not that guy, pal.
2: Trust me. <laughs> I don't You're know what that, that is, guy. man. Was that what supposed is to it? be funny? <laughs> yeah. I tell you off the air, man. <laughs> was that supposed to be funny? By the way, somebody uh, <laughs> So the other night, we had a caller call in, said he met... A guy named Kevin met another Kevin, I calls this. it to the fifth quarter, the bromance, and like they they they're buddies. We now.
8: connect like we make people relationships happen. We are connecting the pirate nation.
6: Yeah,
2: and then he said, uh, "By the way, Monica, if you're single, yeah, I'm all about it." And now we're a love show. Any yeah. word from Monica? Uh, I
8: guess we'll have to wait till this week to get Monica's response. We'll
2: have the update. Yeah, yeah. now we're. I like think Monica's young the rest. Mar- if it's
8: the Monica I'm thinking of, I think Monica's married. Yeah, taken. So, but who's to say? things could have changed hey maybe uh paint chip helmet lady is single and by the way i heard that call i i'm pretty close to the field where i sit i thought the helmets looked fantastic you know me i'll criticize uniforms and helmets when they don't look right you'll criticize anything correct I, that is out of all our problems that is not a problem
2: they were chipped thought, to hail
8: i thought the helmets They're looked great i loved the purple chrome helmets in fact i thought it looked fantastic I did not see a single issue out there. Now, I don't know what this chip to hail is, but they look good to me.
6: I do remember someone that whose <clears throat> whose helmet used to always be chipped. Alex Turner was a defensive well, tackle. Because he O'Hare. played a hundred plays a game. And he played like every snap was getting hit every snap i remember his helmet half of his helmet was white half of it was, was purple but i mean i i'm not worried about helmets we're three and two
8: they looked good is what i'm saying that's not and, a problem
6: and, and we look good
2: yeah all right look got good got play good feel good uh whole nailers played good on saturday let's go inside the players lounge he joined troy d and i earlier today and let's hear part of that the whole thing right now <laughs> terrible right, setup. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to Holden Aylers back inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition, a victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Holden, uh, welcome back to the show. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Great performance on Saturday, Holden. And we talked last week, and you admitted that you know preparation, buy-in, focus wasn't there leading up to the Charleston Southern game. It looks like Mike Houston corrected that, and the players bought in, and uh, it just led to a great performance, and it started right there in the first quarter, holding. So how much did the preparation from last week help out the uh, performance we saw from you guys on Saturday? Yeah, I mean I
13: think I think that was all of it. Um it was a different mindset we had during the week. Um, I mean we were embarrassed of the way that we played last Saturday and I mean we knew we had to go put a better product on the field, especially in conference play with, with playing better teams like that. So we were fortunate to get out with the win versus Charleston Southern, but we knew that we'd be a better team if we wanna achieve the goals that, that we wanted to achieve. So it was good good start in the right direction Um, we got another big one this week and we just got to continue to grow from it
8: Holton this is Troy you've been with the program for a while but this is the first time that you've been a part of a three-game win streak how much of this team is is this confidence because we've talked before this team has the skill and ability to do it they've shown it they've shown it in spurts and then obviously last Saturday they showed it for the majority of the game is that the confidence boost this team needs to know that not only are they capable, but they can do it?
13: I think so. Um, I think, I mean, we, we know we're talented enough. Um, we know that we have the guys to do it and we have the coaches to do it. It's was just as a matter of fact, of going out there and doing it um, for a full four quarters and then stacking games to, um, you know, we've, like you said, we've won three in a row now and that's nothing anyone on this team has, has done before. So um, it's definitely moving in the right direction. We just got to continue to grow. I mean, it's a huge one this week. If we go up there and, and knock them off. for two and zero in conference, four and two overall, with all of our goals ahead of us. So, we got the guys to do it. Um, you know, we've had lofty goals since the beginning of the season and really preseason. Um, we've talked about it, but you know, we believe in our guys, and we're just going to continue to work hard and believe in Coach Houston.
2: Well, speaking of confidence, uh, I got to imagine the the fourth down conversions are are confident building uh, for two different reasons. And one is your coach believes in you need to go out there and pick up those uh, fourth down conversions. And then when you convert one, and then two, and then three, and then four, I mean, your confidence has to be sky high after uh, converting those fourth downs. You guys did a great job of that on Saturday.
13: Yeah. Um, I think one of the big things for us is, I mean, it helps on third down too. You know, it, I know our third down conversion wasn't as, good and hasn't really been too good all season but at the same time if you're going for it on fourth down it's a different play calling us different mindset than just trying to get it all in one down instead of two um so just just knowing that that he believes in us to, to stick us out there I mean that one fourth of two um we called a pass play um it was a deep ball to Sneed. I mean not many coaches would would have called that in the country so just shows that he believes in us um you know me and me and Snead and then the guys up front too I um, mean you know, they they balled out saturday and just gave us time to do what what needed to be done and then gave those running backs room to, to do what they do
8: holding the team look i mean it looked like a completely different team versus the week before you know the way you guys played against tulane versus what we saw against charleston southern it was like night and day what do you think the biggest difference was was it the execution was it the play calling was it a combination of both or was there something else we're missing
13: yeah i think it's kind of everything um i think you know one thing for us was I mean, you look back at the end of the season now, I mean, the, the best thing that probably happened to this team was the way that we beat Charleston Southern. And we were lucky to, to get out of there with a win, but it kind of left a bad taste in our mouth and knowing that we didn't want to – I mean, we woke up Sunday not feeling too good. It felt like a loss almost. And, but we were lucky to get out there with a win, and that just kind of I mean gave us hunger to, to, to be better, um, to know that, that we can be better, and, and to go show that versus Tulane was good. But we got it. like I said, we got a big one this week. We got to prepare – even harder. Um, they're a really good football team, but but we are too. So we're just gaining confidence as we go and just you know, going to keep this thing rolling.
8: Had a good stretch of some home games here, but now, yeah, as you mentioned, you got to go on the road in a tough environment at UCF in Orlando against a team where uh, East Carolina will be a heavy underdog. What's the feeling with the team right now, though? I'm, I'm sure you guys are going down there fired up, have some momentum. Uh, what is the thoughts going into the UCF game?
13: Yeah, we want to be the underdogs. I mean, I think that's what ECU's motto has always been, As people have looked over us. So um, this team has a little bit of attitude to them. Um, you know, we're starting to, to gain confidence, like I said. And with a team like that, um, you know, I mean, we're going to be dangerous versus anyone that we play. So just trying to, trying to get to that six-win mark, um, but also just trying to go 2-0 in the conference because, you know, we got more goals than just getting to a bowl game now, and, and we're just going to continue to press forward with that.
2: Eight catches for the tight end position on Saturday, and Shane Calhoun had a couple. We've already seen him have a big performance earlier this year. Bit of a coming-out party for Ryan Jones. Six catches, 58 yards. Caught a touchdown from Mason Garcia. Holden, uh, he's kind of been a hidden weapon to this point. It was on display on Saturday. What kind of a a game-changer can he be for your offense?
13: Yeah, you talking about Ryan Jones?
2: Yes, yeah, Ryan Jones.
13: Yeah, He's probably one of the best athletes on the team. I mean, he's We've been saying it all, all season. It's just been a matter of time before he, he got involved with it. He's as explosive as anyone. And um, to say he's a tight end is kind of crazy because some of the things that he can do, some of our receivers and some of the receivers in the country can't even do. So um, he's a special talent. Um, anytime you can get him the ball, I mean, he can just add an explosive play anytime he touches it, just with those guys like Keaton and Jazai and those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, anytime we can get the ball to him, um, it'll definitely help our offense, especially being a tight end. He'll have matchups that maybe Snead or Design. and some of those guys don't have just because of the position he plays. So um, he's definitely a weapon. Um, we're going to use him as, as much as possible, like I said. I mean, it's pretty obvious when, when he touches the ball, he's going to be electric.
8: And the cat's out of the bag again with Keaton Mitchell. Boy, what a performance he had. And, and I mentioned Saturday. Kind of reminded me uh, shades of Chris Johnson for uh, Pirate fans who are a little bit older, remember Chris. And I know you do growing up why, and remember him watching him. Uh, what a performance by Mitchell.
13: Yeah, uh, he, he that was literally the first thing I told my family when I got out um, of the locker room the other day, and they were like, "That kid's ridiculous." I was like, yeah, he's literally the next Chris Johnson. Because I mean, once he gets past five yards, there's a slim chance anyone's going to catch him. Um, but he's been like that since he's been here. Um, he's just showing it off now, and I'm happy for him. And Raj has done a great job too. I mean, they're a great combo of skill sets. They they're great kids to to be his teammates because I mean, they pass block too. They take pride in that, and they catch the ball well. So. I mean, any time we can get the ball in those hands, too. I mean, we've got so many weapons on this team. It's, it's definitely a blessing, but we just got to to you know get the ball to the right guys, and that's what we've been doing these last three games.
2: no, uh, Keaton has had now three or four, I think four, breakaway touchdowns. Uh, just curious, why don't you run that play more where he just runs it 80 yards for a touchdown?
13: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're going to start calling more, just 80-yard runs for touchdowns every play. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah. you
8: could just audible into that play. I'm sure yeah, they wouldn't mind.
13: Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. I'll talk to Donnie about it, see if we can yeah. pace up some, some more touchdown
8: runs.
2: Uh, but seriously, and you mentioned the O-line earlier, uh, hold, maybe their their best game of the year opening up holes for Keaton, Rajay, and then the pass protection to allow you, and uh, as a team, go over 300 yards passing. You had 288 and two touchdowns. O-line uh, played fantastic against a Green Wave team that in years past has been really good defensively against D.C.U.
13: Yeah, uh, that, that's the best O-line slate since I've been here by far. Um, I mean, that D-line for Tulane bullied Oklahoma's O-line. I mean, it almost won the game for them. So, I mean, that's a good football team that we that we beat and that our O-line really, you know, kind of set the tone for. And, I mean, I hope they play like that the rest of the year. They got a little bit of confidence in them, too. Now we're getting guys healthy again, and, and the rotation is going good. So, I mean, I, if they play like that, you know, we're going to be a dangerous team.
8: Holton, keep up the good work uh players lounge is a lot of fun when we're winning so let's uh maybe stack them up here and get four in a row as we talk next week
2: for sure hopefully i'll see you guys all right good luck man all the best thanks hold nailers joining us inside the players lounge after an east carolina victory over the Tulane green wave i said it before i'll say it again Holden has been Great to to talk to after a bad performance, after a good performance, after a loss, after a win. He keeps it pretty steady, and uh, but he was fired up, Troy, uh, to win that one on Saturday. Now ready to move on to UCF. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to him
8: too off the air a little bit today, and he is uh, definitely re- energized. Let me say to to lead this team, and uh, he's faced some adversity earlier this year, and I think he's handled it once again with class and uh, just a just a great representative and a great pirate is holt Naylor. so uh, i think the best still could be yet to come clip
2: we still got to go out to the fixed nc live line and talk to cj johnson we'll take a break right now we'll make you a winner and open up the pirate radio booty bag here on a monday booty booty booty
3: booty booty everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right
2: pirates have been big winners lately now you can be a winner surely what do you want to give out on this monday
5: how about a ten dollar gift card to quarters bar and grill all right
2: sounds like a great one uh some great food over at quarters bar and grill you can watch some sporting uh events and enjoy some cold beer as well what call are you looking for
5: i'm gonna go with caller number 10 today
2: caller 10 317-1250 we're back with cj johnson we'll go back inside the players lounge after this
0: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center, Greenville's new extended care clinic, is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedic East providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. And congratulations to Susan Deans of Greenville. Picked up uh, the $10 gift card to Quarters Bar & Grill. Greenville's newest sports bar is Quarters. They offer gourmet burgers, hot dogs, and wings with unique flavors. Plus, Quarters just added new appetizers to the menu. Quarters Bar & Grill is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. located in the shopping center right behind Krispy Kreme. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All
2: right, congratulations, Susan Deans, our, our resident Panthers fan, needed a win after her Panthers did not get a win on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. The Pirates did pick up a win on Saturday, fifty-two to twenty-nine over the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, Clip Brock here, Troy D here. Let's go out to the fixed NC live line and go back inside the players' lounge and talk to ECU wide receiver C.J. Johnson, who joins us again. C.J., how you doing today?
4: I'm, I'm doing good how are you
2: doing great uh cj four catches 52 yards you had 52 yards your team scored 52 points so you had to be feeling pretty good uh coming off uh Saturday on that big that uh, big performance by your guys
4: oh I, it was it was a great performance we played um we played the game that we know how to play and we we played as a team and it was no question up front who was the most physical team.
8: Yeah, and CJ, it seemed especially in the offense, it seemed like everybody had a role. Uh, the the guys running the ball ran good. Uh, you guys made big catches. Uh, the offensive line, I thought, had their best game of the year so far. It was a, a really a true team performance. I thought.
4: Oh yeah, most definitely, and I gotta give my I gotta give the ups to the key and that man ran for two twenty two. Like you, have, you don't see backs doing that every weekend, and um, I think he is definitely one of the top-notch backs. And then you got Rajay right behind him running for another 100 yards. So, I mean, the uh, offensive line did what they had to do, and they did, and they played a great game all game.
2: Uh, CJ, I've heard uh, former Pirates tell me that uh, if you don't block as a wide receiver for Donnie Kirkpatrick, you're not going to play. So blocking is an important thing for a wide receiver. I guess the good news with Mitchell is you don't have to block for too long, right? Because you you hold your guy for a second or two. Mitchell's going to fly by everybody anyway.
4: Oh yeah, <laughs> that most definitely helps. But yeah, um, they definitely weren't lying to you. Not even not even if you don't block for Donnie K. If you don't block if you don't block for anybody, you won't play. So uh, perimeter blocking is a big focus that we have on during practice and getting better at it.
2: CJ, you were one of four Pirate receivers to catch for over 50 yards on Saturday. Sneed, four for 78. Audi four for 60, uh, 76. And Ryan Jones, uh, we've seen flashes of him. He caught a touchdown week one, but six catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. bit of a coming-out party for him, CJ. What, what have you seen from him in practice, and uh, were you anticipating this big day for him, uh, Ryan Jones?
4: Oh, man, he's a, um, he's a hard-working athlete. Uh, I, I definitely – I definitely respect him and his game and um, his mentality that he brings to the game. He's a great player.
8: CJ, you guys went into the half with with a huge lead and a lot of momentum. I'm just curious, what what did Coach say to you guys at halftime? Because, you know, you came out in the third quarter and Tulane scored 16 points unanswered. Now the Pirates did bounce back and and got it put together in a great way fourth quarter, but what, what was the attitude at halftime, what was said, and what happened kind of third quarter?
4: Oh man, we. Um, I think. I think what happened third quarter is we most definitely we just uh, didn't warm up like we were supposed to, and uh, we came out a little sluggish. But um, in the locker room, he was just like, "But like, it's not over yet. We still got two more quarters of play." It was like we got to keep our um, foot on the gas.
8: We had a Parmalee hangover at halftime. I saw, you know, the Parmalee was finishing up their set. It was kind of a crazy situation, you had two lane practicing on the field. East Carolina was coming out and Parmalee still had about half their uh, feels like Carolina song still to go. It was a wild scene out there at the end of halftime, but at least you got to catch some of the end of the concert
2: there, CJ. Oh, yes sir. <laughs>
4: That's
8: always good
2: cj johnson joining us east carolina 52 to 29 first time i guess we've been able to ask you about this cj how's a three game winning streak feel for you
4: oh man it feels amazing we're um we're most definitely pushing to make up a four game winning streak next week down in orlando
2: big game coming up against ucf cj uh best of luck well we've talked to a lot of your teammates Uh, a lot of them are saying they're feeling pretty sore you're getting about halfway through the season so uh, i know dj ford in particular said he's got some schoolwork to do and uh him and sneed talked about treatment how's the body feeling right now as we get about halfway through this year
4: Oh, man, most definitely uh, – you're most definitely hitting that wall around this point halfway through the season where your body starts feeling, <laughs> it starts feeling everything that you did the past couple months to um, play. So treatment is very important to get.
2: CJ, thanks for joining us today. Best of luck down in Orlando, man. Yeah, keep it rolling, brother. Thank you. CJ Johnson joining us for catches, 52 yards. How about that uh, 52 yards for cj 52 points for the pirates on saturday troy d another great day inside the players lounge enjoyed talking to these guys and they put in all this work troy it's nice to see it pay off for them and for them to be able to come in here with some smiles and, absolutely and, you know enjoying uh, what
8: they do yeah it's always a lot more fun after victory and especially now three in a row for east carolina and uh hopefully they can keep this momentum going and and have a chance as i said i think you know three wins away now to to a bowl game basically and the the path to three is realistic and could it be more than three i do think there is a path possibly to more than three wins too if this team can continue to play like they played last saturday that's the key can you repeat it can they're capable of it we've seen it now the coaches are capable the players are capable they can do it can they duplicate it this next week that's the big question
2: all right we got one more break to take speaking of winning uh big ed watkins is coming back with you that's yes, an sir. awesome picture he sent put you need yeah. to put that out on social media troy D. all right well we'll be
8: on instagram or facebook but i'll put <laughs> We're it down there. to twitter <laughs>
2: We're,
8: uh, if you missed it uh, those uh social media sites are down but uh twitter's out there big ed watkins sending me a great photo i'll put it out there on uh, pirate radio
2: twitter Bubba sure. wallace winning today big ed the gas man for the 23 car today And a big smile from Big Ed and Bubba Wallace after that win. Uh, When we return, we'll uh, look back at the fifth quarter, Troy D. Dusty and Newburn, maybe the call of the night. The minute I heard it, I was like, wow, I wish I could replay
8: that. And I haven't heard it since. I didn't get a chance to go replay it Sunday. So I look forward to hearing it again.
2: I'm ready to hear it for a second time. If you That's hadn't heard it at all, stay tuned, I folks. Had a car full of kids, and they were. T- I was like, "Set up, guys! Quit talking! Quit talking! <laughs> Dusty's on the road." Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> right, yelling at them, cranking up the uh, fifth quarter. We'll replay that, and I'll uh, get ready to wrap it up on a Monday. Back with you after this. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today, the Dow was down 323 points at uh, 34,002. The NASDAQ was down 311 at 14,255, and the S&P dropped 56 at an even 4,300. And uh, taking a look at your Buck scoreboard, of course, uh, the Raiders will be at the Chargers. You can hear that game tonight. Uh, our coverage begins at 7.30 right here on Pirate Radio. And the American League uh, wildcard game will be tomorrow night And uh, it will be the Red Sox hosting the Yankees. And that is a look at your scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. The Buck.
2: Duh, we'll have Red Sox fan and baseball aficionado Malcolm Gray join us on Tuesday to talk some postseason and to get you ready for that wild card game on Tuesday. We'll also talk to the play-by-play voice of the UCF Knights, Mark Daniels, will join us on the show on Tuesday as well. Got the Brian Bailey show coming up next. If you're listening to our live edition as uh, he had a great chat earlier today with ECU running backs coach, Chris Foster also went down to Orlando and talked to Zach Mascovich, formerly of WNCT channel nine. We'll talk to Zach on this show later in the week. And then coming up uh, six o'clock on Tuesday night, Troy D all of our player interviews, the players lounge podcast, And you'll hear uh, what all the Pirates had to say following their win over Tulane. Yeah, it's a great feature in case people
8: missed it during today's show. We uh, condense it all into one program. We run it in the 6 o'clock hour Tuesday, and I believe Wednesday, too, surely, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yes,
5: yes, that's correct.
8: And uh, we'll have it archived on our podcast forums, too. All
2: right, good stuff. Uh, Troy, fun night on the fifth quarter and uh you know what it's like after a, oh, a, yeah. a big pirate win absolutely everybody's in a good mood having yeah. fun those it's are, more
8: fun to do the show those are fun honestly. for
2: me yeah. fun for we fun for everybody here intern jalen filled in for chandler and he got a nice easy show yeah to start with he so, did a great job by the way. yeah we were uh feeling good on a saturday night and this is one of the best calls now some people call in and they have like a a skit sometimes it bombs but sometimes troy and a lot of times it hits, and we had yeah. one hit on Saturday night. Yeah,
8: and if you know the history of Dusty Rhodes and the, and the hard Times speech, you really get it, you understand it. If you don't, it's still entertaining. But I would say if you've never heard that speech, Google it after you hear this, and you'd appreciate this call even that much more.
2: Hard times. Let's hear from Dusty, who called in on Saturday night on the fifth quarter. Lines locked and loaded on the Fixed-N-C live line. Let's go to Dusty in New Bern. Hey, Dusty. Clip.
3: Let me tell you, first of all, I need to say thank you to the many pirate fans that wrote letters and cards when I was down in my darkest days. But the American dream is back. And let me tell you, I got no respect for Tulane, no respect, no honor. But there is no respect amongst thieves. And let me tell you, the pirates, we had fallen on hard times. But Cliff, you don't know hard times. Hard times is the American auto worker. That goes to work, they got four or five kids at home, they can't make enough money to put food on the table. Hard times is a man that goes to work, and at the end of 30 years, they give him a watch and say, Hey daddy, a computer took your place. And the pirates were brought on hard times by Jeff Comfort. But let me tell you clip, the pirates and the American dream are back. Let me tell you, that was the hardest-hitting performance I've seen in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. since Quentin Cotton, and Pierre Bell was rolling the field. And let me tell you, Clip, the UCF Knights are on alert because next Saturday in Orlando, Florida, and that a set of a stadium they call a Bounce House, the Pirates of East Carolina are coming and let me tell you clip the american dream will be heard loud and clear go patriots
2: dusty the american that, dream gives me goosebumps to hear it again awesome stuff i loved it that's great i hope he'll call in again if you will we've heard from uh, randy in the past uh, randy savage has called in before yeah. troy d that was our first dusty roads uh calling it. it made me go back and watch the original hard times great promo speech promo and uh man this
8: guy it was good
2: yeah he hit the uh hit all the points yeah
8: my kid, I was in the car after the game, and my kids were like, Dad, why is he talking like that? I am like, quiet, kids. Dusty's talking. I'll explain <laughs> so later. respect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry I yelled at my kids. I wanted to hear that in real time. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks to everybody who called in, uh, checked in on Saturday night. We had a lot of fun recapping East Carolina in Tulane. We'll be with you Saturday, 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We have a live check-in down at the bounce house. My, my first road trip clip rock of the year. Had a conflict uh, in Charlotte, so D- down at the village with uh, Troy D. <laughs> coming up, <laughs> see what's popping. So
8: technically, it's the villages. Villages. Yeah, it's more than one, but uh, uh, plural. Yeah, I'll check in with you. We'll get a live report down there in Orlando. Looking forward to it.
2: Sounds good. And uh, Troy will check back in with you on Friday here on Pirate Radio Live. Did look forward to seeing you. Hour one, big Tuesday show on tap. Mark Daniels, the voice of the Knights. Malcolm Gray will join, join us to talk some baseball. Uh, Steven Igo, Jeff Nadeau, and uh, also we'll recap the Mike Houston press conference, uh, which is coming up on Tuesday as well. Charlotte Rhodes, Taylor Honeycutt, Troy D, I am Clip Rock. We'll see you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an
0: all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of The Voice of the Pirate Nation.